Listening to the Oz Movies Podcast only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for week number three in our backwards countdown of great anniversary movies celebrating anniversaries in 2021. We had the 15th anniversary of Devil Wears Prada, we had the 20th anniversary of Evolution, and now we bring you the 20th, 5th, 30th, 30th anniversary. <laughs> I'm going backwards here. Uh, 21, 22, 22, 30th, 30th anniversary <laughs> of the 1991 action blockbuster that uh, brought us bank robbers, skydiving, surfing, and the beautiful faces of Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. And it's a movie that's gone on to become a huge cult hit since then. Uh, people still talk about it today. People still remake it today, and people still emulate scenes of it in British comedies, which I'm excited to talk about almost as much as this movie. Also should mention, uh, early breakthrough hit for future Academy Award winner, Catherine Bigelow, mm. uh, which I completely forgot until I watched this. Yeah, exciting. And James Cameron had some involvement in it too, and I'm sure he takes all the credit for it. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about Point Break, if you haven't guessed it already, uh, as opposed to the other movies with beautiful faces of Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. This is the original. <laughs> My name is Colin, and speaking to the microphone, Squid Brain. And my name is Punk, quarterback Punk. And Colin, I want to tell you something. I was on this podcast when you were still popping zits on your face and jerking off with the lingerie section of the Sears catalogue. I expected one of two quotes from you, and you nailed one of them. <laughs> what was the other one? You don't the other one was shit face? <laughs> no, no, no. I thought the other one was going to be, my name is Ben and I'm young, dumb and full of cum. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, w- I was going to go there. there was, actually, I really wanted to do the whole um, Gary Busey like yelling rant when he's like talking about LA, the sex being clean and whatever, but I can't find the whole <laughs> quote thing. It was either that or it was like, I am a podcast host. <laughs> The, yeah, I tried finding Gary B. I wanted a Gary Busey quote in here, uh, and I ended up getting one. Uh, <laughs> Squid Brain, which maybe not the best quote he's had in this movie. Gary Busey, another one I completely forgot was in this movie. I mean, we we talked about this uh, a couple times over the last couple weeks, and uh, I did mention that this is something that I, my history, uh, I was excited when this movie came out because um, I don't even know if it was when it came out. A little while after it came out, let's say. This movie was out there. And I had really gotten into Bill and Ted as a kid, like obsessed with Bill and Ted. Like there was Star Wars and Bill and Ted for me. And uh, Keanu Reeves, he had suddenly become a star. So he had this movie Point Break. And I'm like, look, it's got skydiving and surfing in it. And Keanu Reeves, uh, it's Ted, but he's got a gun. (laughs) I got to see this. And my mom's saying, no, you're not seeing that movie. Uh, So it probably wasn't until years after this movie was out where I eventually did see it. Uh, and as I said last week, you know, I, I w- thought, yeah, that was okay by the time I did see it, which will kind of cover why this movie probably would have been better to watch in 1991 or better to watch in 2021 as opposed to watching it, you know, maybe in the late 90s. Uh, but uh, I've caught it a couple times since then, and every time I've watched it, it's gotten slightly better for me. Uh, but I don't know why this is a movie where there's certain things that I remember extremely well. And then other things like Gary Busey is in this movie that I completely forget. A lot of stuff in this movie. I forgot that Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is in this movie. But yet, 
you know, how do you miss Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers? Uh, it's weird, but uh, I think I can officially call myself one of those cult fans of Point Break. Like, I've been talking about this for a couple of years. You know, if we ever do Can Reason Month, we got to do Point Break. And I think it was last year when we were doing Ghost, and uh, we were both saying, like, we don't get Patrick Swayze at all. I'm like, oh, wait, Point Break. You, you'll get him when you see Point Break. So I'm excited we are covering this. Uh, and wow, what a quote machine this movie is. Half of it, Gary Busey. This movie is like, oh, I don't even know how to describe this movie. Um, I'll just quickly say I'd never seen this movie before. I don't even remember if my dad liked this movie. Because, again, my entire movies as a kid is generally based on what my dad likes. And, like, I feel this is one that he would have watched and probably gone, all oh, that stupid. Because, like, I mean, dad had his... <laughs> random like little culty movies that he liked that you know are cult favorites today right of course he liked the diehards and any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I think his favorite movie was Highlander so you know kind of movies like that but I never remember this being on the video shelf um like I knew he liked speed I don't know his thoughts on Keanu Reeves in general I think he liked the matrix but um anyway so Never even, I think, remotely thought about watching this movie. I remember when it was sort of released a few years ago, re-released, well, remade a few years ago. I was like, oh, that movie. And then, uh, you know, you'd see the, the memes pop up and kind of random things every now and then. And I think I watched the, like, I watched the Honest Trailer every week, no matter if I've seen the movie or not. And they did an Honest Trailer for this a couple of years ago, and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So, like, I, I don't even know what I expected watching this movie, but holy, like... I want to hate this movie because it's so dumb. <laughs> it is so dumb. But I can't hate this movie because it's so funny. And yeah. like, I can, I'm glad I'm watching this movie now when it's 30 years old and not when it's just exactly. released. Because, like, I feel this is definitely a movie where you watch it now and you go, oh, 1991. Like, yeah. <laughs> like when you can get away with, like, Everything that's brilliant about this movie being stupid is because it's an older movie that is cult and, like, people have just made it so brilliantly great on the internet. This is where the internet works. When you don't have tribes of people coming out with their torches for the littlest things, you've got it the opposite here, like, making a movie like this amazing. Um, I mean, this movie is so... This is like evolution. It is. This is probably dumber than evolution. Like, in terms of... <laughs> literally, the plot of this movie is surfers who rob banks and... <laughs> Go skydiving for reasons. Uh, like there's so many things wrong with this movie, but it's so much fun. And yeah. I finally get Patrick Swayze now. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it, it's so funny you say that because, I mean, that's exactly what I alluded towards in my opening comments. I, I said, I don't, you know, I don't remember being wowed by this movie the first time I saw it, but every time I've seen it since then, it just gets slightly better. And that's exactly what I meant when I said, I don't know if, you know, you could appreciate this movie as much if it, it wasn't 2021. Like, it yeah. it ages well in all the right ways, even <laughs> though they're all the wrong ways. You don't know how to make any sense of it. Um, but, like, there's not one moment of this movie that is... There's maybe a couple moments that are sort of like, okay, that's dull, that's boring. But I think where I want to give this movie the most credit is if you really look at timelines, this did start a trend. And I might even mention this in one of our previous previews where we talked about this. But uh, you have the... 80s style of action which was Rambo and Lethal Weapon and I mean Die Hard you know kind of took it to a blockbuster level but this was something different and this is sort of the beginning of the 90s trend of uh, slow motion I mean John Woo you know was doing stuff like this in Hong Kong prior to that maybe that's where a lot of the 90s inspiration comes from but what we're going to end up seeing with movies like Speed and um, Crimson Tide, The Rock, 
Bad Boys. I mean, that that really starts here with Point Break. I can't think of any other action movie, classic action movie, that really decided we're going to go after a young audience at the time, 1991. Uh, we're going to cast young actors. We're going to make it cool. We're going to make it hip. We're going to make it absurd. We're going to have lots of slow motion, lots of shots in the rain, lots of sweaty men. Uh, I mean, this also basically births the Fast and the Furious franchise. And so I can't think of anything else uh, prior to this that really did that. And wow, I, I've I've actually been re-watching the Fast and Furious movies, even oh, though I'm not a fan. I, 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 love, I love the first Fast and Furious movie. I love seeing that when it first came out. I'm like, oh, I love this movie. I've watched it many times since then. The sequels, didn't like any of them, but kept getting brought back for whatever reason. Oh, this one's got The Rock. I'll check it out. This one's got Gina Carano. I'm not allowed to say that anymore. I'll check it out. Uh, <laughs> this one's got Jason Statham. I'll check it out. Uh, but every Fast Furious movie, I'm like, this is so dumb. Why do I keep watching this? And when I rewatched this this time, I'm like, Fast and the Furious is a remake of this without the surfing and skydiving. It is 100% a remake. Which, uh, watching some of the things, you know, on YouTube, like my general trilogy of Honest Trailer, Everything Wrong With, and, and Pitch Meetings, yeah, a lot of the consensus is. This is just... Uh, Fast and Furious was inspired. I've never, I've only seen one Fast and Furious movie. It was Too Fast, Too Furious. It's the only one I've ever seen. So I've never seen the original. But um, God, like, why would you torture yourself watching them? I, he says, having never seen them. Um, God, we're doing Fast and the Furious like year at some point, aren't we? God, um, yeah, it's it's interesting because and like you look at someone like Keanu. It's so easy to watch this now as Keanu Reeves as Keanu Reeves right now. We, you know, he's beloved star. I mean, The Matrix, everything along those lines, but. You know, you can definitely see his acting chops are not... I mean, they're still not <laughs> entirely there today. But, like, yeah. that's what's so great about Keanu Reeves because there's just some stuff in this movie where you're like, what is what is going on with it? Um, but it is just... It is really, like, just... I, I, Catherine freaking Bigelow directed this movie. I didn't yeah. know. Like, I'm watching the opening credits and I'm like, okay. And then it's like, um, executive producer James Cameron. I'm like, What? Like, where did this come from? This slipped under the radar. Then also it's like directed by Catherine Big. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I was more blown away at that point. Um, like, I would love to go back and find out, like, how this was even an idea. Like, who's sitting around going like, oh, surfers, but they rob banks. <laughs> um, but then it's also the thing about this that I really enjoyed like the action stuff in this movie, like this is a very well shot movie. Like there was some yeah. sequences in this movie, the cinematography, like it's, it's simple, but it's so great. And again, it's random half the stuff that happens in this movie. It makes no sense, but Holy crap. It's, it's very well shot. Like it holds up very, very well. And like, again, I haven't seen, I don't even think I've seen a trailer for the new one. So I don't even know what the, the remake is like, but I can't imagine it, remotely captures the the amazingness of this movie. I can also point out, I didn't realise that Laurie Petty was such a big deal in the early 90s that she kind of had three, like, big movies, now that I've seen all three of them, two movies which were, like, big favourites of mine, A League of Their Own and Free Willy, uh, and this was kind of, like, the first one. Like, she had three in a row, basically, 91, 92, yeah. 93. How is this woman not, like, a massive deal? Why isn't she up there with, like, the Julia Roberts and the Gina Davises and the Demi Moores of the early 90s? Like, I feel she's just one of these actors now. Be like, oh, her! Whereas, yeah. like, she was in some big movies in the early 90s. Yeah, I mean, this also breakthrough for her. And again, completely forgot she was even in this movie as well. Um, we get a couple other, you know, uh, big stars that we'll point out throughout this movie. Oh, yeah, that guy, and you know, early in their career here. 
but before this movie was uh, made with Keanu Reeves, interesting backstory, didn't realize that this had been in development since the mid 80s. Uh, at the time, Ridley Scott was going to do it. And, you know, Ridley Scott, what's interesting about that is Ridley Scott never really made action movies like this at the time. Now, this style of movie is what, kind of what Ridley Scott and his brother Tony Scott are known for. Uh, but I would have been interested to see what the Ridley Scott version of Point Break would be. But they were looking to cast Matthew Broderick wow. in the Keanu Reeves role. Uh, pre Ferris Bueller, even. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, Matthew Broderick's one of these guys who's like, he came up over and over and over again, like, uh, uh, the Michael J. Fox role in uh, the TV show Family Ties uh, was originally they, the studio wanted Matthew Broderick, uh, but the the producer said, no, we want this Michael J. Fox guy. Like, he's just the name that was always thrown around before he was a mass. I mean, he had war games, but he wasn't like a massive, massive star. Uh, Johnny Depp, Val Kilmer, Charlie Sheen. I can see those three guys a little bit yeah. more, especially Charlie Sheen. I mean, if you put Charlie Sheen in the Johnny Utah role, that makes sense to me. I think you put Val Kilmer in the Bodie role. That makes sense to me. But, uh, you know, Matthew Broderick, probably not. But yeah, this thing kicking around for years. Eventually, Catherine Bigelow gets uh, signed on to this movie. James Cameron, who's married to her at the time, says, I'll produce it. I'll help work on the script and all that. And the movie eventually gets greenlit. I mean, and Keanu Reeves, really, he'd come off of Bill and Ted, which I think came out in like 1989. But uh, the only things he was known for were like supporting roles at the time. He did a, a movie with Dennis Hopper called The River's Edge that I remember seeing a long time ago. Uh, and then Parenthood with Steve Martin, where he had like a supporting role. But again, that's more of a comedy. So this really was like the first big success he had. Bill and Ted comes out and Keanu Reeves, people are like, oh, this guy could be the next big thing. And he's like, first thing I want to do, point break. And it shouldn't have worked because, again, when you look at action movies of the 80s, uh, aside from Tom Cruise and Top Gun, were there any like young heartthrob actors making these? No, you had guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Sloan. And then you get... Keanu Reeves, this guy, he's fit, but he's, you know, average size, pretty boy, looks like he's 17 years old. Patrick Swayze, say the exact same thing about him, looks like he's 40, though. Uh, these are not the type of actors you would cast then. And again, flash forward to 2021, it wouldn't be unusual to get, you know, these these young heartthrob actors. That's how Paul Walker ended up in the Fast and uh, Furious franchise. But this was probably daring at the time, casting these, these young actors who would appeal mostly to teenage girls in what's essentially a guy's movie. Which, yeah, I've never really thought about it that way, but, like, you know, you kind of see Die Hard as that quintessential movie that kind of set this trend up with this sort of action film and Lethal Weapon, but no disrespect to Bruce Willis and, and Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, but, like, you know, they weren't heartthrobs. I mean, Mel Gibson was a bit of a heartthrob, but I guess he yeah, was... Yeah, but for women, not girls. Yeah, like, and, I mean, my mum loved Mel Gibson, but, yeah, you're right, like, it's kind of not that... Pretty because yeah, this is sort of more targeted that younger one. I mean, Top Gun, sort of some of the stuff you're saying about this movie reminds me a bit of Top Gun, mm-hmm. but um, but it's a different type of movie. Top Gun is kind of a realistically believable movie in more ways than Point <laughs> yeah. Break is. Um, and I feel it's a different audience, really, isn't it? Um, you know, Top Gun's that massive, massive blockbuster that's going to set the world on fire, whereas Point Break kind of... I mean, was this ever targeted to kind of be like this massive blockbuster? I feel it's kind of, oh, yeah, we'll make a bit of money and in the future we'll be a massive cult favourite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what they wanted with Point Break and they succeeded. But it's so interesting with Keanu Reeves. Like, he's 
had such an interest. What a man! Like, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, was it? Didn't he do um, freaking Shakespeare after this or something? Or like, <laughs> yeah, much ado about nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, seeing he did Dracula, um, which why not? Um, My own I, private I mean, Idaho. <laughs> for somebody who really has no range, like he really, yeah. like, he, but he makes it work. And who cares? Like, I feel, I feel like this is the career Adam Sandler wants. You know, where it's kind of like people just don't care what he does. Like, I know Adam Sandler has his fans and he has his strong fan base, but he kind of sold his soul to Netflix, you know. Like, mm. I mean, he's he's kind of set in his ways and every 10 years he'll do a good film where hopefully he'll get nominated for an Oscar. Keanu Reeves just does everything and people accept it, you know. Yeah. Whereas if Adam Sandler did Point Break, I don't know if people are going to accept it, are they? Um, <laughs> I mean, I would, personally. Well, uh, <laughs> it- and again, I, I'm sure I mentioned this when we covered Speed, um, or you know, maybe I mentioned it when Jamie and I did the John Wick movies. But uh, Keanu Reeves is sort of a favorite in Winnipeg as well, because exactly what you're saying, he's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. Uh, you look a lot of the much ado about nothing. That was like a, a small Shakespeare film. He's like, I want to be in a Shakespeare film, and he was in it. Uh, but then after Speed came out and he became the biggest movie star in the world and could have done anything he wanted. Uh, one of the things he said, I want to do Shakespeare and I don't care where it is on stage. Uh, it was in Winnipeg where the Winnipeg uh, theater company said, we'll book you for two straight months or three straight months or whatever it was to play Shakespeare. I think it was Macbeth or Hamlet, one of the big ones. And Keanu Reeves, his first stage experience ever, and I think his only stage experience, was performing Shakespeare in Winnipeg. And at that point, it was such a big deal that, like, every single day on the news, or like, in our Keanu watch today, somebody says they saw him at the subway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's a perfect example of what's great about Keanu Reeves. He wants to do something. He does it, even if it doesn't make sense. Uh, interesting thing, you know, we'll probably talk about at some point. This is the surfing and the actors doing it. Keanu Reeves had no experience surfing. Since he did this movie, he's like, I kind of like surfing. I'm going to keep doing it. The guy still surfs today. The same thing, you know, with the, the Matrix movies. He didn't necessarily sign on to the Matrix movies because he wanted to make this brilliant sci-fi film. He's like, I want to do a martial arts movie and I want to learn martial arts. So he does the Matrix so he can learn martial arts and Keanu Reeves still practices to this day. I thought you were going to say he wanted- still gets plugged into computers to this day and thinks he's the he one. He does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um But uh, Keanu Reeves later said, I want to direct a movie. I don't care where I direct it. So he made a movie called The Man from Tai Chi in Hong Kong. This is not an English language film. Keanu Reeves stars in it and directs in a foreign language film because he wanted to make his own martial arts film. Uh, His band, he had a a band he was in. He's not even the singer. He was like the bass player or something like that. He wanted to go on tour. So he's like, you know what? I'm taking a summer off. I'm going to go on tour with my band. Like, and somehow it works because he's never been one of these actors where it's like the new Keanu Reeves movies out, like Denzel Washington, you know, or Mel Gibson or Tom Cruise, like the ones you mentioned. You, nobody says the new Keanu Reeves movies out. I want to go see it. He'll have this massive hit. And I think we mentioned this when we did Speed. Five years later, you think people have forgotten Keanu Reeves and he's got this another massive hit. Like he, he did it with, uh, you know, Bill and Ted. He did it again with Speed when you just when you think people forgot him. Did it again with The Matrix when you think people forgot him. Then he gets Constantine when you think people forget him. And then he gets John Wick when you think people forget him. Like, it's like the man has some magical power over the world and nobody could put their finger on it. It's like, you're not that good of an actor. You don't have a lot of range. You're pretty, but that's all there is to you. But I can't stop watching your movies, Keanu. It just proves it because you're pretty. That's what happens in the world. I mean, eight-time <laughs> Razzie-nominated actor, Keanu. Never won. Never won one. 
Like, I think Madonna gets wins one just for mentioning a name in a movie, doesn't she? Whereas, <laughs> but having said that, he's three of those nominations, uh, well, two of those nominations are the Razzie Redeemer Award, which obviously is for people who, you know, have been bad but have gotten good. So his last couple of nominations uh, were for the Redeemer. Although also having said that, he did get nominated for the worst of our first 25 years category. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, Wait, he was the worst without ever having won. Oh, that's rigged. Yeah, he. Um, so he actually got nominated for worst Razzie loser of our first 25 years. The <laughs> most nominations with never winning. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger ended up winning that. He had eight nominations and never won. The other ones who had been nominated multiple times without ever winning, Kim Bassinger, Angelina Jolie, Ryan O'Neill, and Keanu Reeves. Um, oh. So there you go. Uh, but no, he's just... It's interesting to talk about that in Winnipeg. I know you've told that story before, but it's still fascinating. Like, I mean, I don't even think The Matrix, when it was filmed, the first one was filmed in Australia, that it was ever... I mean, because no one knew what it was going to be, right? It wasn't like when the mm. prequels came to Australia and everyone's like, oh my God, the prequels are filming here at the moment. And even the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Like, there's been a lot of movies that when they come to... Uh, Superman Returns. I remember when that was in Australia being filmed. That was sort of big news, but... I don't remember ever hearing, oh, The Matrix is filming with Keanu Reeves at the moment. Although I think the sequels, they talked about it a little bit more when they filmed stuff mm-hmm. in Australia. But um, I'm, I'm seeing here that Keanu Reeves' parents lived in Sydney. So, um, you know, maybe he lived there for a little bit. So we can slightly claim him as part Australian. He's, he's just... <laughs> He's not a citizen of a country. He's a world because he was born in Lebanon. <laughs> he's Canadian. He worked in America, lived in Australia. He's probably been to like Spain and stuff. Good for him. Um, Multiracial. He's what, everything. What, what a man. What what? Like, what a and man. How was Jamie? What did you did you get laid last oh. night watching this movie? <laughs> um, well, uh, I won't answer that question, but <laughs> you're, you're announcing uh, that you're st- pregnant. No, no, uh, you, know, you know what I'll say? She's still pestering me after watching this movie. Uh, that's what I'll she's say. sending you pictures, Colin. <laughs> I'm, we got it. We're going to have to have her on at some point uh, during this episode because, I mean, uh, I think the first Keanu movie we ever covered, I don't even know. Maybe we did cover Speed first, but uh, Jamie, when Wick she before was. We did Speed? I think you might have done John Wick before well, we did Speed, no? Well, I'm trying to think. Speed's anniversary was 20, 2019. It was the same year, so maybe Speed. Yeah, I think we had, yeah, we'd done John Wick just prior to that. Jamie, this close to giving birth, to the point where we re-recorded the John Wick 2 episode 12 hours before she uh, was going in to be induced to basically have a scheduled birth of the twins. Uh, and go listen to that episode because you get some great stuff of Jamie... Uh, squatting on the floor and not being able to get up because <laughs> she was too big. Like one of our best episodes, but we, we had the John wick movies. We had speed. Uh, that's three right there. We've done um, this now. Uh, why do I feel like there's another one? We did the replacements last year. Mm, replacements. So Which is this movie have, have, uh, also uh, influenced the replacements? I didn't realize it was such a football. The football. Yeah. yeah. And I had forgotten about that too. Um, but this is also our third year in a row having Keanu Reeves in anniversary month. So maybe mm. he needs to be a, you know, a permanent fixture. But by the end of this year, we're going to, you know, almost double our Keanu movies. No spoilers, but keep watching. We'll see what gets he delayed. He might be the one that we talk about later on. Whoa. Um, and how is this the third Patrick Swayze movie? How many anniversaries have we done? This is what, yeah. a fourth year? But this is the three first. Three Keanu Reeves, three Patrick Swayze's? This is the first Patrick Swayze one where we haven't done it in like a, oh, <laughs> we're only doing it because it's the girly movie, right? Like, yeah. um, which, I mean, 
outside of what what else is he known for outside of Ghost uh, <laughs> Point Break and that other one that shall not be named um, Roadhouse, which I doubt we will ever do. <laughs> well, I I think uh, what was the film clip he was in? He was in that um, Jar Rule film clip that I used to always watch. So we can do we could do a recap of a Jar Rule film clip. Why not? Uh, I'm sure we're going to do Donnie Darko one of these days, so oh, there is a possibility, to, right? <laughs> I'm sick that day. We we are we going to need to design a month movies that confuse Ben. <laughs> Just pick Donnie Darko, <laughs> Snow Dogs. <laughs> that's um, movies that confuse Noah. Bring out Snow Dogs with Noah if you ever meet him. If you ever go on a date with? Oh, sorry, that's a weird question. Can I just say we're also recording this on Valentine's Day, and here we are, we are. both married men talking to each other <laughs> over Zoom. Well, you see. It's okay because Jamie knows I'm talking about Keanu Reeves, her first love, yes. uh, which I'm sure has been brought up many times, but Jamie mentioned it again to me. It's like, you know that he was my first crush? I'm like, I know, Jamie. You mentioned it every time. <laughs> also, uh, my I last pretty... crush before I die. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some pretty good comments that she made throughout the movie here, but uh, we'll, we'll get her on at some point. here. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, Point Break, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Um <laughs> Mayo so gigolo. the movie starts, <laughs> Catherine Bigelow, woman gigolo. I always, uh, every time I hear a name, I just think of that movie. <laughs> uh, now, first of all, have you even seen The Hurt Locker or Zero Dark Thirty? I've seen Zero Dark Thirty. I haven't seen Hurt Locker. Yeah, I mean, Zero Dark Thirty made, I think, number four on my movies of the decade list last decade. But uh, you can see some of her style in this movie. But, I mean, this is very different from the Catherine Bigelow we're going to get in Hurt Lockers and uh, Zero Dark Thirty or Detroit or any of her more recent ones. But uh, still great. The, like the first ever Academy Award winning director, female only Academy Award winning director uh, who is a female, uh, got her big break with Point Break, which we get to cover here. Uh <laughs> But the movie, of course, starts with some surfing scenes and uh, Keanu Reeves in the rain with a gun. Uh, and you talk about the memes, like half of what you see in this movie, you've probably seen as a meme on the Internet. Uh, yeah, or GIFs. <laughs> yeah, or GIFs. Yeah, the, the, the famous GIF. Uh, I think Jamie actually uh, posted this maybe when we announced this or maybe it was even last year is the Keanu Reeves after uh, he does his gun shooting test in the rain, soaking wet, skin tight clothing, of course, uh, where the guy's like hundred percent Utah. And then he turns around and gives that smile and like, yeah, the thumbs up. Like it's there's so 1991 for you. <laughs> I just wanted to like freeze it with like directed by Catherine Bigelow and have like a song. You're the best, <laughs> the best. Nothing's going to stop you now. <laughs> Oh, we can recut this. Uh, And then we immediately get introduced to another person I forgot was in this movie who, uh, let's also say, gets their first big braid. Are are you a fan of uh, the TV show Scrubs? Uh, No, I mean, I've watched it here and there. Uh, I I don't dislike it. I would like to watch it again. But um, I I like what's his face because he's also been in lots of things. John C. McGinley. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, looking at it right here. Yeah, but looking at it right here, he uh, had already done Platoon and Wall Street uh, in years prior to this. So he'd been in two Best Picture nominated films. So maybe this wasn't a big break. But uh, we could say it is because nobody knew who he was until he became the the mean guy from um, uh, Scrubs. I think I first knew him. Sorry, I was was looking through his filmography and I'm like, I know like he plays like this similar character in everything, right? But like there was something where he played like a cop or something. I'm like, what is that movie? And I've just looked it up here. It's The Animal, which I'm sad that we're not doing ah. the 20th anniversary of Colleen Haskell's big movie. <laughs> and Michael Caton, of course, uh, The Castle, main star of The Castle, got his uh, Hollywood 
breaking well clearly break he's a big star in hollywood now isn't he but yeah no uh, <laughs> john c mcginley that's where i'm thinking of him as like a big evil cop or something in that movie and perfect uh way to explain why point break works so well this character is so over the top. He may be the most over the top character in this movie, and this movie has Gary Busey in it. I was about uh, to say that. How are you have the most <laughs> over the top? You've got Gary Busey literally sitting in the car going, ha, 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 Calvin and Hobbes is funny. <laughs> well, like John C. McGinley here, when he's walking Keanu Reeves to the FBI headquarters or whatever, and he, he's given his big speech about, you, you know nothing and everything, and he's, he's yelling everything he says. He's so animated. This is like... All those stereotypes that we always say about, like, the, the chief, give me your badge, give me your gun. Like, he's like, I'm going to do this as a parody. Like, I'm convinced John C. McGinley went in this saying, I'm going to make a comedy. I don't care what anybody else is making. And this is where he, uh, what is it? I think where, um, uh, he, weird thing, he's basically saying, like, you know, you have to be 100% healthy. And then Keanu Reeves says, I gotcha. I, I scraped the skin off my chicken. And Keanu grabs a donut and grabs it in his face. <laughs> I was going to say that you mentioned the parody. I spent a large portion of this movie going, is this a parody? But it's like, it's not, <laughs> but it's still brilliant. Like, this is just the cliche. This is that period of movie where you're right. Like, every single boss, like, give me a badge, give me a gun. Come on, you're letting it down. Like, you just got the asshole boss for whatever reason. But this whole sequence is just like, I, like, I'm not getting it because it like, it's very serious. And I guess they're all chicken up skin, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden he grabs this donut. Like, I love these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, filthy Jamie line number one uh, in the middle of the scene, right after Keanu Reeves has said, I'm young, dumb, and full of cum, Jamie looks at him eating the donut. She goes, oh, I want to have his half-eaten donut. Just suck it straight out of his mouth. Half-eaten. <laughs> I thought you would have been like, oh, he can lick my donut any time. Um, wow. Your wife is, wow. Okay. Oh, she's got it bad for him. Yeah. You know, um, I had, I was watching White Collar before I watched this with Jamie, uh, with, well, Jamie, Jamie came over. Jamie, what? Uh, but <laughs> well, that's Ma- where she's been. Mallory's very partial to Matt Bomer, like a little bit too oh, yeah. partial. Matt Bomer gives her a boner. And um, <laughs> we're watching the scene and he's like on the run or something and he's gotten like a face fuzz and she's like, oh, he's so sexy with the thing. And I just kind of looked over and she's like, but you're also sexy with your facial hair. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. Oh, Mal- I got one of those. Every five seconds, Mallory's like, oh, he's so sexy, but he's gay. Yeah, I wouldn't have a chance. And I'm like, oh, that's the reason. Um, not to take over Mallory. She can have anyone she wants. Whoa, but like- whoa, whoa. <laughs> Look, you're doing exactly what, you, what Mallory did to you. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's like, oh, Natalie Portman. She's a feminist. I wouldn't have a chance. Oh, that's the reason why. Like, <laughs> yeah. other than that, you're in. Like, <laughs> it's just that one little bit. Well, it's funny because Jamie, uh, she's very, well, as we established on this show, she's much more complimentary to me than the Mallory. <laughs> uh, typically, I have to be like, okay, Jamie, okay, Jamie, I get it. I'm very sexy. All right. Um, <laughs> Do you compliment her but, then? This is the other way around, right? I compliment yeah, Mar- Mallory. She doesn't compliment me. She compliments you. You've never said, oh, you're adequate, Jamie. Thanks yeah. for being the mother of my children. <laughs> It's just her fishing. That's what she's doing. Yeah. But uh, no, Jamie, uh, when Keanu Reeves broke up with his girlfriend, remember like what was it about a year or two ago where it became such a big deal? Look at Keanu Reeves' girlfriend. She looks like a woman in her 50s. This is so exciting. <laughs> and then they broke up. Jamie got excited. She's like, Keanu Reeves broke up with his girlfriend. I'm like, okay. She's like, that means I got a chance. If you ever die, I'm like, are you planning on something? <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's not lying. In all fairness, she has a chance. She is a woman. Keanu Reeves seems to like women. 
you know, <laughs> yes. Mar- like again, Mallory is not incorrect. Like Matt Bomer <laughs> doesn't like women, so therefore <laughs> Mallory might have to transition, and then he, she might have a chance. So he might know. like you though. He, I mean, he might. You know, she could come home and watch. Why not? Matt Bomer's very attractive man. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> I wouldn't kick him out of bed in the morning. So you know. <laughs> In all fairness, though, I mean, we've Jamie and I have this exact same conversation where I've said, hey, you know what? Gina Carano's on the market, but I'm not allowed to say that anymore. So moving yeah, on. We've, we've uh, been told by our lawyer that that name is not mentioned. <laughs> our lawyer being Disney, um, you know, because Disney owns everything except for us. Buy us, Disney. We want by the billions way, of dollars. You want to know it was a very exciting time in our household when Gina Carano was dating Henry Cavill. Oh, I didn't that even know that they were dating. Problems. Jeez. Oh yeah, for a couple of years. Yeah, that, that is, was an exciting time. That in our is house. one relationship where Henry Cavill isn't in control, and that's not a bad thing. I know. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, holy crap! Can I say to say this is on the Matt Bomer topic? Do you not think he would make a great Superman? Every time I watch that well, show, I'm like, fuck, he would look good as Superman. It's funny because uh, one time Jamie Jamie's never watched White Collar, but one time she saw a picture of him on the internet and she added it to her Henry Cavill board. Yeah, uh, and well, I'm like I that's not Henry Mally, Cavill, like, you know. Don't you think he looks like Henry Cavill? And she's like, no, I don't really see it. I'm like, he looks so much like Henry Cavill. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Bomer month coming soon. <laughs> what I watched? What did I watch with him? In? I watched uh, Flight Plan when I was doing my Jodie Foster, you know, Angry Woman trilogy, and um, she. I love Jodie. Shut up. Um, but he it was his first movie. I didn't. Role. I wasn't laughing at you. I was <laughs> You sound like you were. <laughs> I was laughing at Flight Plan, but not Jodie Foster. J- Jodie Foster. See, again, if she wasn't gay, I'd have a chance. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, that was his first movie role. Matt Bomer's first movie role was as random flight attendant in Flight Plan. Mm, I don't remember it. Uh, movie. The ending The ending is the only thing I remember, and unfortunately, yeah, that's pretty dumb all ending. I yeah, it was. It's young, dumb, and full of... Full come, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you want to talk about a hilarious introduction to a character. Now, Gary Busey's character on paper, probably pretty straight. Uh, but this is Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is Gary Busey. So I can envision Catherine Bigelow saying, you know what? We're going to introduce you swimming in the pool. You still got an okay body. You know, I'm sure there's some moms out there that are going to be excited with you when they're taking their daughters to see Keanu and Patrick Swayze. Uh, and Gary Busey's like, I really want to perform this scene blindfolded. Put a blindfold on me if I'm swimming. <laughs> it's never explained, I don't think, what purpose. But Gary Busey has to be introduced swimming and putting a blindfold on. <laughs> Why? I, I, I want to admit right now, I like I know the, the craziness sort of figure that is Gary Busey through memes and videos and whatever. I don't know if I've ever actually seen Gary Busey in anything. Um, <laughs> so, like, this is... And, like, I'm looking here. This is an Academy Award-nominated Gary Busey. So, we yeah. obviously, at some point in his life, he just went a bit crazy. But, um, I mean, is he, like, the Nicolas Cage of before Nicolas Cage, but even more Nicolas Cagey? I mean, I'm seeing here his most recent appearance is on a TV show called Gary Busey Pet Judge which I really want to watch all of a sudden. I don't care why, but like I just want to watch Gary Busey Pet Judge. Um, it, uh, what it's going to be coming to Patreon. Like, this is like the like the most insane guy ever. I don't know if that's appropriate to say. I'll probably get, you know, cancelled for saying that because it's offensive. Seems <laughs> as you can't even write music about breaking up with people without having to apologise. Hello, Justin Timberlake. Um, it's been a weird week for cancel culture. Um, Taylor but, Swift isn't cancelled yet. 
Yeah, I, I know, right? Like, it's fine when women do it, but Justin Timberlake yeah. slightly resembles Britney Spears in a film clip. Apologise to Britney Spears. Don't apologise to Britney Spears. She can run the 100 metres in five seconds. She's set for life. Um, tangent, <laughs> Gary Busey. Why is this guy a thing? He's amazing. I love this guy. But, like, what is he like? I've been on the force for 20, 30 years. I don't know why I have to dive in and get a brick. I don't know why you have to dive down and get a brick either. No one does, but who cares? <laughs> It's that that's all Gary Busey's writing there. Yeah. <laughs> Script rewrite credit. Not acting. Uh, like, this is literally no. him offset. Like Catherine Briggs well, like, okay, Gary, I want you to dive in that pool for I've been acting for twenty years. Why do I have to some guy called Keanu who's gonna be acting with me? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> What's a Keanu? What's a Swayze? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you really want to see the most Gary Busey clip ever. Uh, you know, prior to this, uh, he he played the villain in the first Lethal Weapon movie. And oh, watch okay. his introduction. Yeah, his introduction in the first Lethal Weapon movie where they're trying to show you how tough and crazy he is. And they just say, hold out your arm. And he holds out his arm as they burn it with a lighter. Uh, I remember. For like yeah, five okay. to ten seconds. And Gary Busey's face there is just gritty. He's like, like, he looks like he's rabid. That was not acting. That was his, wow. Gary Busey, show us a pet trick. <laughs> pet judge. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realise that. Like, it's been a long time since I've watched the Lethal Weapon movies, but I remember you talking about here. I'm seeing here he was in a movie called um, Bulletproof. I thought that was the Adam Sandler movie, but it's a different one. And I love the movie poster. It's literally a photo of Gary Busey with a target on his head. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> also been in such great movies as Man with a Gun. Um, <laughs> No. Oh, he was in Doctor Doolittle three. Um, buy the ticket, take the ride. Hunter S. Thompson on film. Uh, so, oh, and you can see the uh, the slow decline of Gary Busey when he's been in a movie called Mama Boy, uh, Bikini Model Academy. Ooh, I'm there. Uh, wow. He was in Piranha three double D. Why oh, does that not surprise me? <laughs> probably he had the three double Ds, right? Hasn't he been in like yeah. the Sharknados? I've never actually seen the Sharknados. Oh, I don't remember. I mean, it was crazy, though. If you look back at the time period he made this, though, I mean, he was on a huge role because he had Lethal Weapon, he had Point Break, he had Under Siege. Um, He's been in Grand Theft Auto. He's done the voices in Vice City. I didn't realize that. Oh, what a man. I love this man all of a sudden. (laughs) Oh, Gary Busey. Forget about Keanu. Academy, I believe. Keanu Reeves doesn't have an Oscar nomination (laughs) yet. Uh, (laughs) You want a movie that we have to cover? I'm going to send you a link right here. Uh, <laughs> is this the Lolly Madonna Triple X? No, but I don't even know what this is, but the picture itself will sell it. And I won't even tell you what it is until you look at it. Oh, um, I'm going to keep talking here. This will be a nice surprise. Um, <laughs> so, Uh-oh. Uh, anyways, Gary Busey meets Keanu here. <laughs> that would just look like three of them have farted. Um, that's Mark Hamill. <laughs> Holy crap. It's Mark Hamill and it's Gary Mark Busey and Cowboy Hamill. And some guy with a lazy eye and cowboy hats. We need is, to talk about this is, Texas Wheelers. Is that Mandy Patinkin? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Uh, <laughs> it kind of looks like him. Uh, wow. This is the greatest photo in the history of the movie industry. Um, it's, it's a, a sitcom. sitcom. <laughs> we can do the whole show on Patreon, people. Eight episodes. Mark Hamill, Gary Busey, and some crazy guy that looks like Manny Patinkin with a lazy eye. <laughs> you know what? Mark Hamill's a man in demand. He's, I mean, he loves me. Wish me happy birthday. But I guarantee you, if you contacted Mark Hamill 
And it's like, he would probably get a thousand interview requests a day. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Oh, Joker, Joker, Star Wars, Star Wars. If we were to contact him and go, would you come on a show and talk about the Texas Wheelers if we guarantee not even to mention Star Wars? Okay, uh, I'll bring my good friend Gary Busey. Uh, <laughs> if you could get Gary Busey or Mark Hamill for our 1,000th episode, then that's all we need. <laughs> like, I, I would, I would, I would, like, do a sworn affidavit that I will not mention Star Wars to Mark Hamill. Yeah. Like, I, like, I guarantee you. Just to do you, Texas Wheelers? <laughs> Just to do Texas Wheelers, like have a day off Star Wars, Mark. Just talk about Texas Wheelers. And then having said that, it's probably like the most sexist, racist show ever. We'll bring it out into the lexicon and all of a sudden Mark Hamill gets me too'd and cancel culture and then we get, you know, yelled at by angry Star Wars fans carrying their yeah, torches. As, as soon as Gina Carano says it was her childhood favourite show, then it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, but anyways, Gary Busey meets Keanu Reeves. Great moment here. Uh, and uh, I think this is the first mention about, uh, is this, I think this might be the first mention about playing football here. Or maybe it's in the next scene. I can't remember. But a famous uh, football player. This isn't just like, oh, I played a couple yeah. of games for my high school. This guy is like Ohio State, like all American. Well, like- it's. What? <laughs> it's ex- like you mentioned, exactly the same in the replacements where he shows up as like, hey, you're Shane Falco. I remember you from, you know, the whatever the, the whatever bowl game. Bourbon bowl. It's the exact same. It was. Yeah. The bird Sugar bowl? <laughs> Sugar bowl, bourbon bowl, one of those. It's, it's the exact same thing as movie. Every character, hey, you're Johnny Utah. Um, but Which is the worst I, undercover thing. This is the big Yeah, he's undercover. <laughs> he's undercover. This is like Tom Brady deciding to retire after Super Bowl 77th win, joins the FBI, and then all of a sudden all these like, where are they now? Tom Brady, oh, he went into insurance. Um, and then all of a sudden like Tom Brady rocks up. Hey, I want to learn surfing. You're Tom Brady. Sure am. <laughs> Can I still join surfing? What are those guns over there? Are they presidential masks? I still want to be your friend. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of problems with his undercover stuff that doesn't even have to do with him being famous in this movie. But yeah, that's just the start name. of it. <laughs> Johnny Utah. <laughs> you should just walk up in his jersey to people. FBI. <laughs> and I just want to point out, Johnny Utah might be one of the best movie names ever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Johnny yeah. freaking Utah. Come on. <laughs> It, it, I, I want to change my name now to Johnny Utah. Me too. I, I, I've already named a child. Like Mallory, first Johnny, name, Johnny Utah Waterworth. That's it. You know, I was able to get uh, Bond as a middle name for one of my children. Uh, Remy, which I did not tell Jamie. I just used because of Remington Steel for another child. <laughs> I bet you if it will never happen, but if it ever happened, I bet you I could get Johnny Utah Hilding as my next boy. We'll just call it Keanu. Like why? How did you not get Keanu oh, as would. one of your kids? Well, I mean, Jamie would tell him, yeah, this is your dad's name. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and plus maybe and it might destroy be true. the illusion. So when, Mal- uh, when, yeah. <laughs> when Mallory, when Jamie's having sex with you and clearly dreaming about Keanu, she's like, Keanu, oh, okay, it's awkward now. <laughs> That's okay. I will say Gina. No, I'm not allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> oh, hang on. Just speaking uh, of which, Tanya Roberts dead. No, no. Uh, did Gina Crano do it? She did. Yep. She's done everything this week. Uh, also, Gina oh, Crano just apologized to Britney Spears. Okay. <laughs> wow. Everyone needs to apologize to Britney. Leave Britney alone. Wait, indeed. hold on a second. The reason Donald Trump was acquitted is because they impeached Gina Carano? <laughs> this they isn't right. Oh, and Donald Trump also apologized to Britney Spears. Wow. <laughs> but Britney Spears, she accepted that apology in 5.3 seconds. 
And Noah Groves just asked Britney Spears on a date, and she turned him down. Yeah. Um, and also asked Gina Carano so- on a date, and Noah Groves is good. What's this tweet Noah was talking in- about? Neighbors in the Holocaust? Oh, but not read that. We might get cancelled. <laughs> Uh, so Gary Busey is being laughed at by his peers, uh, as he gets partnered up with Johnny Utah. Uh, and they're basically, punk. what did you tell <laughs> the quarterback punk Johnny Utah? Uh, because they're investigating a bank robbery, which everybody's at. Like the whole FBI is there apparently. Cause they these other FBI robbery. agents are laughing. Yeah. <laughs> but these other guys who are, of course, the, the typical, you know, nineties action cliche, you got to have the other two partners who are cooler than these two partners who just mock them like it's high school. Uh, these, what did you tell them about the uh, the theory you have, Gary Busey? Because that's his character's name. Uh, <laughs> and they just laugh at him and they're like, oh, and they start doing their surfer voice or whatever. Uh, so Gary Busey explains these guys are the presidents, uh, the ex-presidents, uh, the bank robbers. And you see the footage of them coming in and they're Ronald Reagan, LBJ, Jimmy Carter, Richard Nixon masks robbing the bank and he's explaining his theory and he pauses on a man mooning the camera as he leaves with the words thank you on the security footage uh where he's like look at the tan lines on this guy only surfers tan nobody else in california everybody in california has a tan okay california this is like saying oh maybe they're in a movie like (laughs) john c mcginley's got that tan line okay (laughs) Which, can we just say that, like, I mean, of the many problems of this movie, like, if they had, like, set this in, like, I don't know, Oregon, where there's, like, one surf town, or, like, fucking Vancouver Island, Tofino, where, like, there's one surf town or something like that, like, don't do it in, like, the surfing, like, you might as well have done this in Hawaii or Australia, like, maybe they surf, not many people do that here, like, fucking set it in Winnipeg, well, maybe it snows there, maybe one person played in the snow. Look, no tan line must be a surfer, uh, Winnipeg snow surfer. But like, it, it is absurd. I can, Sorry. I, I can see why they laugh at him for that. Uh, yes, very, very fair. <laughs> snow surfers. Uh, but yeah, his other theories start to make a little more sense because he starts saying, you know, we found a little bit of uh, wax on something. And uh, and he's like, so I decided to take this wax and get texted. I became a, a, a test, tested, not texted, uh, no text message at this point. Uh, and he's like, I became a mask, not mask. I can't speak today. Gary Apparently, Busey gets me. Gary Busey tied. gets you very I be- <laughs> fuffled. That tan line of his, yummy. Oh. Uh, but it's, uh, I became a wax expert. And uh, he explains that, uh, you know, oh, these guys, uh, this is a wax that's used for surfboards. So, you know why it happened? It's like, we got shoes, we got wax, we got mustache. He goes, Keanu Reeves like, guy, waxing his mustache, rubs it on his shoe, scuffs his shoe on the counter. (laughs) Just completely mocking him like the other guys. Uh, But his his thing does, his theory does start to make sense. Um, So they decide, okay, let's try to get in with the surfing community. Now we're talking about California here. (laughs) One surfing place in California where this, uh, of course he does have the theory about the the hair, I guess. Oh, I tested it. Is this possible? We, we, we found there's a certain type of toxin in this one hair we found in one car once. And that toxin is only found at this one beach. It's the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Water doesn't go elsewhere. Selenium as What's well. Two movies in a row with selenium mentioned. Like, wow. Was geez. it selenium? Yeah, they mentioned selenium. Which, I mean, again, like, is this the only plot point to try and understand how they, of all the surfing communities in California, <laughs> that that's like, 
like I, I literally at that point, this is a movie that I should understand A to B because it's not that complicated, but there's this whole section <laughs> where they're going into chemicals and hair and I'm like, so hang on a minute. They know they surf there because of hair and yeah. shampoo. Is this head and shoulders? Is this going to save the human race in about 10 years' time? Um, yeah, I was very confused at the technicalities of Point Break trying to explain science. Well, I mean, this is pre-CSI too, and we also get a scene of them wiping the back sweat off yeah. of the car seat because it was a hot day. They're like, it's a scorcher out here today and there's no air conditioning. It's a scorcher every day. It's California. California. Like, what are they trying to imply? This is like the surfing hot movie capital of the Like, why is this in California? This shouldn't be in California. Set this anywhere else, and then you can yeah. understand the surfing part of it. If it's just a small town, only a few people surf in this town. Fucking mate, California. And this is all. Yeah. Maybe we'll go in the slight surfing community. Well, and you want to talk about, it's so easy to narrow down the suspects in this movie. Keanu wants to go undercover, so he goes to buy a surfboard. A 12-year-old kid <laughs> says, hey, you're getting into surfing too, all right. Like, this 12-year-old kid could be one of the bank robbers. Yeah. Like, he's got selenium in his hair, I bet. He looks like LBJ. <laughs> yes, he's got the figure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I like this kid just sort of like he, he condes, not even necessarily directly condescending with good for you, man. It's never too old to get into the surf. <laughs> like, and, and, and rock so on the bro. Edward Furlong. That was the haircut yeah, of 1991. Yeah, exactly. Jesus, <laughs> that, that, that was a hairstyle. Did you have that in 1991, Colin? Uh, I, I was 10 years old in 1991. Uh, you would have fit the, fit the age range then for the Edward Furlong. Hey, yeah. I'm Edward Furlong. <laughs> I'm Edward Furlong. Is this kid Edward Furlong's cousin? we got to find oh, out. Oh, with blonde hair. It's it's Leonardo DiCaprio meets Edward Furlong, right? Like, Oh, did you also get the... Um, uh, the, the, the I'm not even going to say it's directly taken from this because I'm sure the line exists elsewhere, but the line that reappears in the Matrix movie that Keanu Reeves says... Whoa. <laughs> no, <laughs> woes in all of his movies. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure either he calls Gary Busey or Gary Busey calls him Mr. Wizard. Uh, and if you remember The Matrix. No, yeah, I didn't hear Yeah, that. Mr. Wizard, get me out of here. Uh, which I'm sure is a reference to something, but it's just cool we got Keanu, Mr. Maybe Wizard. that's what the Wachowskis did. They were like, they were big Point Break fans, so that's where they, they directly got They have to be, from. yeah. Yeah, they're big surfing uh, fans of Wachowskis. They, well, all those surfing Keanu's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be in the next one, we know it. Um but anyways, uh, so Keanu Reeves, oh, we also uh, should mention, this is where Gary Busey has the line, uh, I think to the other cops where he uh, says, I was pulling shrapnel uh, out, of my, uh, out of myself and Nam while you were crapping your hands no, and rubbing it on Keanu, your face. That's their little fight on top of the hill. That was, a, that was the model oh, yeah. I wanted to use. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's what I, that's the same thing I tried to Google because it was something about where well, you were wiping crap with your hands and wiping it on, rubbing it on your face. And I'm like, also, Gary Busey improvising because I don't think anybody writes that. Well, the thing I don't, the one thing I don't get about this because, like, these two kind of, you know, you got a bit of the cliche of like, oh, let's put the the two cops together who aren't going to work together, right? Like, you know, buddy cop film, and they're going to have conflict, but by the end, they're going to be best friends. This one, they literally have like one scene of conflict, and then their best friends drinking fucking Corona and Jack Daniels straight from the bottle. Which yeah. I only just realised. I'm flicking through the movie here when they're in the office and they're drink and Keanu's drinking Corona, um, um, before Gary Busey jumps on the table and serves, he's fucking drinking hard liquor he's like drinking straight from a jack daniels bottle i didn't even realize that to right now but um yeah like they they just they're, they're friends straight away which kind of works because these two actually do have really yeah. good chemistry together 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's pretty hard when you're coming from the air of like Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Mm. Uh, they're definitely not going to be at that level. But I mean, I, yeah, I love these two. I want them to do another movie. I want Gary Busey in The Matrix 4 or yeah, John well, Wick 4. He should be he should be uh, Agent Smith. Like, Mr. Anderson, I'm going to judge a pit. You know what I really need is I really need him to be recast in the Al Pacino role in The Devil's Advocate as Satan himself. (laughs) Can you imagine Gary Busey as Keanu Reeves' father, the devil? (laughs) Even I I would go even on more on a limb. I want The Lake House to be recast and Sandra Bullock (laughs) to be played by Gary Busey. Speed. You know, oh, Annie is, is Char- Gary Busey. Forget about Charlize Theron, Gary Busey and Keanu Reeves, Sweet November. <laughs> yep, absolutely. John Wick, the dog, should be Gary Busey. Yes. Like, Gary Busey, gets, <laughs> you killed my Gary Busey. Keanu Reeves is, you know, 50-something plus looking ex-girlfriend. Should have been Gary Busey. <laughs> Everyone should he be Gary Busey. He could have that role. <laughs> the world ben Waterworth Gary on the Oz Network, replayed yep. by Gary Busey. <laughs> yep. Gary Busey will uh, now play the role of Noah Groves. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the the fun thing that happens here is Keanu actually goes surfing. And, of course, he wipes out right away. Uh, and I always love in these 90s movies where everything's shot in slow motion, but their voice is at regular speed, but their voice is talking <laughs> in slow motion. Because when he's, like, getting thrown off the surf, he's like, whoa! Like, it's like they tell Keanu, this is going to be slow motion, so sound like you're in slow motion. Now, in reality, that would be, whoa! But, of course, in 90s movies, I talk at regular pitch. <laughs> slow speed. Uh, but, yeah, we get uh, the girls, Lori Petty here, saving him. Tyler, of course, she's got uh, the name Tyler to confuse the audience. Um, is she a man? Is she a woman? We don't know. It was 1991. Just like Demi Moore, she might have been a boy. We can't tell. Um, but, yeah, this is another 90s thing. What is it with these uh, 12-year-old boys in <laughs> Patrick Swayze movies? Did he have a type? Well, I mean, we can't speak ill of the dead Colin Hilding, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, has uh, What's-His-Face come out and accused him of being touched? Maybe. Uh, Corey <laughs> Feldman or whatever his name is. Didn't he come out and say Marilyn Manson touched him as well? Uh, so, yeah. Not oh, that was Gina Carano, him. I think. <laughs> yeah, not to discount the accusations. I'm just saying, like, it, you know, there's, there's a few out there. So Patrick Swayze did not touch children. Let me just clarify yeah. that. That's right. Uh, and Ben would know. <laughs> the talk amongst the community is that Patrick Swayze is fine. We have a list um, yeah. of, like, who we like and who we don't. Patrick Swayze is not on any of our lists. <laughs> You know, um, so it's fine. He's cool now to us. So uh, we're going to shred that list. Uh, But yeah, so he wipes out. He gets saved by Tyler here, uh, who's very like comforting. It's okay. It's okay. And then when she gets, why is she so angry? She's acting like she's like being cut off on the highway here. Like, what are you, I'm so sandwich man. (laughs) Yeah, like she's. She goes from zero to a hundred like Gary Busey. I, mean, I want to see her just start burning. I want to see her start burning her arm for no reason here too. <laughs> like this is the type of woman who's like walking down the street and some little kid falls over and rollerblades. She picks up. Are you okay, little Johnny? What are you trying to do? Commit suicide? You shouldn't learn to. You should be straight away really good at this. Like I can't imagine if Laurie Petty was there when I was learning to ski. Fucking hell, I would have been in therapy. And now, you know James Cameron, his claim that he actually did a rewrite on this script, even though he's not credited. You know his claim is true when we get such brilliant dialogue as Tyler screaming at 
uh, Johnny here. This bothers me. The surfboard bothers me. You bother me. That's James Cameron dialogue right there. Followed by, my name is Johnny Utah. Who cares? <laughs> oh. I'm the king of the surf. Romantic uh, lines, James Cameron. But... Uh, yeah, after this, this is where we get uh, uh, Johnny and Gary Busey uh, collecting hair samples, which again was hilarious. Like, how are we going to get hair samples from surfers? Go find a guy who looks like he could be a bank robber and then find a clever way to get his hair. So we got like Keanu saying, oh, you got something in your hair and yanking it out. Gary Busey just comes up with a pair of scissors like, hey, you mind if I borrow this? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um and uh, this is where we get, this is where we'll kind of get the introduction of Bodhi here, where we'll cap it off. Uh, so Keanu has made enemies with uh, the Nazi surfers. Uh, lead, the Red Hot lead, Chili Peppers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Led by Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Why are Red Hot Chili Peppers band members randomly in movies? Like, what's his face in Back to the Future? Like, yeah. I swear there's, like, but the thing is, they're actually pretty good. They're not bad. Oh yeah, he's great. <laughs> like, like these guys should be in more things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give them their own movie. They should Point Break. The remake should have been Anthony Kiedis and Flea. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the Beatles, right? Back in the day when like singers just did movies, like the Beatles, mm. Elvis, just like let's be in a movie this week. Like, why aren't the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> doing these? Like, God, Anthony, <laughs> sure, he's just Anthony Kiedis, just in a movie <laughs> as a Nazi guy. <laughs> Were you expecting a Nazi it? surfer. Were you expecting it? No, but does it make sense? Yes. Give it away, give uh, it away, give it away. No. <laughs> uh, but it, it somehow fits him. Like, again, I completely forgot he was in this movie, but as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, Anthony Kiedis is in here. I think he's playing himself as well. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, they pick a fight with Keanu here. Keanu doesn't flinch at all. Gary Busey sees it and wants to come save him. So we got a funny sequence of Gary Busey running across the road. Uh, the fight gets out of hand. Bodhi comes to the rescue. This is the introduction of Patrick Swayze. Now, I remember, again, it's been years since I watched the movie, but I remember thinking, like, Patrick Swayze really suits this for some reason. In the opening scene, you could tell this is what Patrick Swayze was born to play. Like, stop trying to make him, like, some romantic leading man. Just have him go out there and punch, the, punch Anthony Kiedis in the head. Like, you want to start any movie. You know what? If Dirty Dancing had started with him punching Anthony Kiedis, punching I cannot speak today. Punching. This is what point break is. I love punching, punching Anthony Kiedis in the head. Yep. If Ghost had started with him and Anthony Kiedis making a pot out of clay and then he punches <laughs> Anthony Kiedis in the head, I'm more sold on Ghost. Um, I don't know what Roadhouse is, but if Anthony Kiedis gets punched in the head, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yep. this is, it's, you, you get introduced to him like I buy him. I feel like Patrick Swayze in this opening scene is more Patrick Swayze than anything else has ever been made. Like, you believe he is a guy who would just surf and skydive for the fun of it and rob banks for the fun of it and punch Anthony Kiedis in the head. Like it's, it's actually in a weird way. This feels like an iconic introduction of a character, even though I don't think anybody really looks back on point break and says, this is iconic other than, you know, uh, kind of like in a comedy and hot fuzz, but uh, like, it, this is such a great introduction. I mean, a perfect place to cap it here. You know, the introduction of Patrick Swayze gets introduced. Nice guy punching, <laughs> punching Anthony Kiedis in the head. He's got the look, like it just suits him. But isn't the introduction when he like um, basically makes out with what's a face without permission? Um, and it's like, oh yeah, we know each other. I mean, that, that comes later. That's the next scene. Uh, no, you're wrong. I'm watching it right now. It comes before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my movie's backwards, I guess. 
You've Doesn't he this... invite him to the party? Because he only meets Johnny here. No, How could he so, so get out he... with her? No, because he Johnny uh, wants to go and get surfing, so he basically goes to. Um, I keep thinking. Tom oh Petty, yeah, you're right. Not Laurie Petty, but I keep thinking Tom. Yeah, Petty. no, I got my scenes combined here. Yeah, yeah, because he. he this is where I was. Hunts are on the. Yeah, it's like my parents are dead. So they, on, they, let's go they surfing. play football. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They play football. That's where they recognize him as Johnny Utah. So yeah, yeah. But no, this this scene with Patrick Swayze saving him here. Either way, Patrick Swayze great in this movie. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I know you kind of said that, and like I like to be the hipster. I like, but like, I don't believe Colin. I'm not going to like Patrick Swayze, <laughs> but I do like. Like, I mean, I can I just say the Patrick Swayze mullet? It's finally working for me. Like, you yeah, know, it's, <laughs> it's a locks I mean, It's just a surfer thing, right? You've got to have like this thing where it works that well for him. But um, yeah, like I mean, he's just so much cooler as like this action bro. Whereas like, as I bang the microphone really loud, do you like that? <laughs> Playing the guitar. You're the cat. Yeah, do you like that? What am I doing? That's, it sounds like the intro to an Anthony Kiedis Red Hot Chili Pepper song. <laughs> give it away, give it away, give it away now. Take me to the place I love. <laughs> <laughs> in California, Cajun. <laughs> anyway, um, Red Hot Chili of love. Red Hot Chili Peppers Oz coming soon <laughs> to uh, the Oz Network. Um, but yeah, like I mean. Bloody dirty dancing, like ooh, he's the brooding dance guy, and ooh, sexy, and ghost, ooh, the Wall Street guy who gets shot, ooh, sexy. This one, it's like fucking surfer bro coming out of the water, like macking it on with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. <laughs> uh, just, like, I mean, this is this is the scene, right? Like, this is the one where surely, like, I'm sure Jamie at this point doesn't realize Keanu Reeves is on screen, right? He's Patrick Swayze just macking it on. Like, ooh, he can come out of my surf and make out with me. Uh, um, yeah, so um, at this point, filthy Jamie comment number two. <laughs> Patrick Swayze appears on screen. She goes, hmm, I'll take both of them. One after the other. They can take turns with me. <laughs> wow. Your wife really needs sex. Um, <laughs> oh, as Mallory's like, oh, he's so sexy. But, well, but you're okay too. <laughs> she, she doesn't exactly go into graphic detail. She did do one recently about... Um, Chris Evans, one of the Chris's, I don't know. We were talking about anal and I think something came up and she's like, Oh, I'd let him have anal with me. I was like, okay. Um, sure. It must've been Chris Evans. She must've been looking up some pictures of him floating around on the internet. (laughs) It's a screensaver. Um, I can imagine what he could do to me. (laughs) Um, what did you just say that about him having anal with you? Is that what you're implying? Uh, No, I was, I was being, I was role playing as Mallory. Actually, no, don't. I can't be bothered editing. After my three hours of editing yeah. 007, I'm never doing that again. Until, All on you. Until 007 happens. Um, I, I do love um, the the bank. Like, the dead president thing is kind of cool. Like, I like them all yeah. dressed up. And no George W George H.W. Bush, though, the current president in 1991. Was he not cool enough to have a mask? We're going to have well, Ronald. And then the they would... It would be a little bit, you know, complicated to call them the ex and current presidents. <laughs> it's, Too shady. They got to have well, a tag for these guys that, in the media. <laughs> they could be called the future presidents. They could have had a Bill Clinton, a George W. Bush, a Barack Obama, and a Donald Trump mask, you know? Yeah. Could have been that. Can I just point out that in 1991, Joe Biden would have been like 57. So he still would have been an old president. <laughs> Just, just 
point that out there. That um, he was older than the next like three or four presidents at the time this movie came out thirty yeah, years ago. I mean, not not Trump, but um, yeah, God, he would have been older than Clinton. Surely, would older than, but definitely older than Obama. So um, <laughs> there you go. You know you're old. So that thing that Mallory tagged you in during the week. You know you're old now. When Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas is now what the same age as Tim Allen was in the first year of Home yeah. Improvement. Um, but I, I love their like their, their bank robbery thing here. Where like, like what's his face Nixon? I'm not a crook. Uh, <laughs> so, like, well, it, don't, don't forget to vote. I'm not a crook. <laughs> but I just love this ninety seconds in and out. That sounds familiar to Jamie, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> was that a dirty comment number three? Oh, they could be ninety seconds in and out with me. Um, <laughs> I really want you to bring Jamie into this and just have her lovely conversations. I, I never forget Wonder Woman. It's like, no, it's not dirty, but there's something about a man from the waist down. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure there is, Jamie. No, 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 stay with me. <laughs> um, also, just the fact that, like, Keanu here, Johnny Utah. Why am I calling him Keanu when his name is Johnny Utah? That is just such a cool Because he's Keanu Reeves. Like, I love how it's like he gets basically abused by this woman of, you suck at surfing, go away, to... Oh, I'm so in love with her. Let's find out a name. To oh, I'm gonna stalk you at the shrimp and fry place. It sounds disgusting, by the way. Why would you eat that? To oh, our parents are dead. Will you teach me surfing? And she's all like, oh, your parents are dead too. I'm gonna surf with you. Like, is that a thing? Is that the early nineties? <laughs> like, how you picked up people? My parents like fucking knows. Clark Kent and and Bruce Wayne must have gotten laid oh, yeah. a lot in the early. Why did you say that name? Um, and then it, like what like the plot holes on this movie are are a plenty of all the surfers in California just happens to bump into the one surfing instructor who fucks one of the bank robbers uh, and oh look they happen and also I love the fact that like you know he's Patrick Swayze like oh that's a surfboard like you know being a bit of a douche but he goes from like mocking Johnny Utah to wow you can catch a football want to come play night ball with us like <laughs> Counter is the only person in Los Angeles who can catch a football. Like, I, I realize they've yeah. got a bad history of losing NFL teams. Is this why? Because no one can catch footballs in LA? <laughs> like, wow, you must be Just, good at football or something. Play night football with us on the beach. Like, UC, UCLA doesn't have a football team? Exactly. Like, and, like, is this, like, the cool thing that kids did in the 90s? Like, let's get all our Jeeps on the beach and shine our lights on and play football. <laughs> Their batteries are dead. Like, they've got yeah. a lot of dead batteries in... in whatever county this is in LA. But I love this moment when like they're playing football and gets tackled in the, in the bloody surf. And it's all like, Oh, that's a bit too far. And this one guy's like, Hey man, what the hell are you playing at? It's like, calm down. This is Johnny Utah from Ohio State. Oh, Hey man, how you doing? (laughs) Did they not introduce this guy? Like random guy shows up to their football game. And Patrick Swayze is just like, Hey, I'm Bodie. This is just some random guy I met in the beach. We don't need to know his name until it's important in about five minutes time. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, Oh bro. Like I'm telling you now, there is a love story in this movie. It's actually between Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. Like, yeah, I yeah, buy this the is love. Top, it really is Top Gun. <laughs> it is like the, the, the love story between these two, like it is big. And I'm not saying there's not chemistry between um, Tom Petty and the heartbreakers and Keanu Reeves here, but like, there, there definitely is. But I mean, is there even a point to Laurie Petty in this movie? It's so she can no. hook him up and then basically later on she can get kidnapped so that Keanu Reeves will go rob a bank. Um, okay. Like, they have sex twice and they're in love. This is Casino Royale, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and, yeah, that's the plot. 
But I also, I do like this. Um, is this where like Bodhi talks or is that later on when he's talking about the big wave surfing? Because like all of a sudden now we're at a different part of California. This is the beach with the selenium. So cool. And then like surfers are just douching California because it's like if you slightly <laughs> cut someone off, you fucking get like punched and you thing cut like i'm never going surfing yeah. in california until I, i'm an expert until i'm kelly slater um, but i do love the red hot chili peppers ganging up on keanu reeves <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're this, again not acting this is just red hot chili peppers on a day off yeah um and then i like i love how like he, he's scared of patrick swayze how he's like let him let him down man and it's like okay and let's start bashing up and this leads to Keanu is basically like, oh, there's four guys. They're tough. They've got criminal records. They must be the bank robbers. Um, yeah. The FBI are so terrible in this movie because, like, <laughs> earlier on we had two guys basically mocking another agent's theory. Oh, is this your theory about surfing? <laughs> You're a loser. <laughs> like, really? That's how, No wonder fucking America got 9-11 if this is what their law enforcement agency were like before 2001. <laughs> <laughs> you think that there's going to be a plane flying into a building? Loser. <laughs> like... I watched the uh, the Looming Tower recently. Great series, actually. You should watch uh, the Looming Tower. It's very, very good. And that's uh, basically about the ineptness of uh, the the agencies that they had tips that this could happen, and like how the FBI and CIA basically worked against each other and didn't believe these tips, and then it happened. Like, legitimately, it's a great series. You should watch it. Jeff Daniels, amazing. Um, but like. This is this is what leads to things in ten years' time in America when you've literally got their law right. enforcement mocking other agents for having a theory which proved to be right. You know what? Like maybe this movie's not absurd as we think because the exact same story is behind Pearl Harbor. Yeah, they had a million warnings and like, no, it's not going to happen. Oh, it actually is going to happen. All right, uh, send a telegram. It's not going to get there in the next three hours. Send a telegram. <laughs> people, people watched The Simpsons, but they didn't get the warning about Trump. <laughs> becoming president yeah. <laughs> it was there in black and white people um but even having said that though like this whole theory about like stay with me i think they might be surfers and then it comes down to we found some wax like and, and the thing is like mustache surfing and i can't remember what the other one is um shoe 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 okay so candles not they could be candle makers um <laughs> they could be brazilian waxes um, they could have hair. I mean, everyone in this movie has super slick hair. It could be anyone in Los Angeles in 1991. It could be John C. McGinley. It, it, oh, fucking hell, he's got some wax in his hair. <laughs> I love how this is just like, they're straight away like, I want the eight-hour director's cut of Point Break where they literally go like, we're going to put you undercover as a moustache cutter. Okay. <laughs> all right, that, that's him. All right. We're going to put you undercover as a shoe sales. Okay, that, that theory didn't work out. All right, we're going through the motion here. What's next? Surfing. No, we'll skip over that one. Let's okay. go to... Birthday candle factory. <laughs> like, come on. FBI, so inept in this movie. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this is... The, the, when he gets invited to the party, I do, I do like how he's basically like, hey, man, I'm having a party tonight. You should show up. Sure. <laughs> Ask Laurie. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Does he have her number? Well, he has to. She's teaching him, I guess. The the shrimp school of of whatever it is. But um, <laughs> yeah, Gary Gary Busey, just everyone in this movie, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, <laughs> this movie. I just I just want people to listen to this having never seen Point Break and go, what are you talking about? <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers, Gary Busey. 
This what is, is like this when we mean? did, it's like on Double R7 when we did Zardoz, but in yeah. a good way. Oh, this is good Zardoz. Yeah, absolutely. This is the Zardoz we all wanted. Hashtag my Zardoz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, they're going to the party next. So this is the, the house party of Bodhi and Keanu gets to go. He's been invited after one day because he's a famous quarterback. Uh, and I just want the he- scene of him with a thumbs up. Like, Keanu gets to go. Yeah, with his thumb yeah. up. <laughs> Uh, that best. should be our graphic for this. Nothing's got to stop us. <laughs> when, when this, uh, you've already done the graphics, but wouldn't it be great when this uh, recap comes out if our graphic is Keanu's thumbs up? Oh, they can do more work. This is a double <laughs> seven. I'm not changing it. Come on. Uh, but uh, this is where we get the first mention of a uh, place I wanted to ask you about Bell's Beach in Australia. So I'm. This is a real place, I guess. Uh, where is Bell's Beach? So Bell's Beach is a real place in Australia. It's in Victoria, the state, and it's a real surfing spot. Like they have a, I'm pretty sure they have a round of like the World Surfing League there. But it's not, um, it's not known for big wave surfing. So it's kind of the way he implies here. I looked this up because like I don't know enough about surfing to know it is. But I, I definitely heard of Bell's Beach. Probably the uh, when you win it, you win a bell. Like it's famous, but. Um, not quite known for its big wave surfing, but apparently they do now have a annual event called the 50 year storm based on the quote from this movie. And it's for like charity for like, uh, there was a, a local surfer who I think committed suicide. So they do it every year to like raise funds for mental health. And it's called the 50 year storm based off the reference. Um, which when we get to that whole sequence at the end for bells, like, Oh, so many things wrong with that. But, um, <laughs> True story, one of the, the best big wave surfing spots in the world and a lot of top 10 lists I've looked at in the lead up to this is actually in Tasmania, a place called Shipstern Bluff, uh, which is regarded as one of the most dangerous but biggest surfing spots in the world. So the big surfing in Australia is actually in my home state. So hashtag Team Tasmania. But they didn't want to go there because they were no. afraid that uh, somebody would, I don't know, knock them up and then make make their children marry each other. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Wow, you really know a lot in, about my state. Inbreeding, yes. Oh, right. Ha, ha, ha. We're all inbred. <laughs> <Get> ah. <it. laughs> uh, anyways, Bell's Beach, I guess, when we do see it later on, apparently they really filmed there, but maybe you can tell me they did whether they did or not. Colin. Not even remotely <laughs> close. Oh, okay, we'll, well then they lie. Come on. Uh, look at the trees. Look at the topography of where they are. Oh, maybe they're in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, <laughs> Yes, I, I, I also Oregon. <laughs> I also want to say there is nothing greater than the absurdity of the movie Point Break, except for the absurdity of an annual competition in Australia called the Fifty Year Storm. Annual <laughs> Fifty Year Storm. <laughs> yep, that's Australia for you. Oh, uh, that that that's so fitting here. It's but, almost uh, as anyway, Australian so- as the people at the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I can't my wait God. to get there. Oh, God, um, the best bit and the worst bit of this movie all at once. So, yeah, the uh, the mention of the 50-year storm here uh, where uh, they're talking about the best or the biggest waves you're going to get and Patrick Swayze's mention of, you know, I'm predicting it. I'm a meteorologist too and the 50-year storm is coming next year in Bells Beach, Australia. Uh, we get pictures of skydiving, which is going to set up later on, and they all decide to go night surfing. Uh, and as everybody else comes in, they're like, oh, not everybody's in yet. Oh, just leave the fire going for them. Uh, Tom Petty and Keanu have sex on a surfboard. Um, oh, I just had an image there. <laughs> <laughs> Different image than we're just thinking of. That's quite a nice image. Tom Petty and no, the No, I won't. Back down. <laughs> 
Literally. Last, last dance, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Tom Petty. He's singing in the sky with Patrick Deddy. Deddy? <laughs> I didn't think you'd go there after I went trying there. it off there. <laughs> free, free falling with Patrick Swayze from heaven and Keanu Reeves on the surfboard. Yeah. I'm learning Into to fly. the great 50 year storm. <laughs> I always thought he did the, um, the life is a highway, but that's no. not him, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, that's my mom's ex-boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? Your mom dated that guy? I, you know, she liked her rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> she liked Tom Petty. She liked everyone. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, she had every single one of them. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so when he wakes up in the morning uh, on the surfboard with Laurie Petty, uh, he's like, oh, I'm so late. <laughs> that's the Ted moment of this movie. There's always a Ted moment. Because that's literally a line from Bill and Ted. We are so late. And, and, of course, here, he repeats it, like, over and over again as he tries to go for another more round. No, but I'm really late. I'm really late. <laughs> bruh, um, bruh, I'm really late, bruh. Which he actually is late for a raid that they, I guess, wanted to do at what four in the morning because this is sunrise. Yeah. Did they want to do a four a.m. raid of the Nazis? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know that's now about they red say, hot chili pepper Nazis. They're always up at four a.m. <laughs> now they say we don't want you to blow your cover. Bookmark that for later on, okay? Uh, so he's supposed to sit back. Uh, everybody else goes in. Gary Busey is looking for his dog. Now, what's the dog's name? I didn't write it down, but it was something hilarious. Uh, I don't know. Woofy. Click to the scene and confirm it for Whoopi, okay? So Whoopi, the dog. I said Woofy, but let's go with Whoopi because that was relevant in 1991. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, dog Whoopi here. Gary Busey, hey, have you seen my dog? Is at the door. Uh, now, this lady holds a long conversation with Gary Busey at the door because in the amount of time that he goes to they're just asking have you seen a dog uh which is just supposed to be stalling i guess as the the swat team gets in place keanu has time to walk around the house uh get scared off by a lawnmower starting <laughs> take out a pocket mirror look into the house for about five straight minutes see the guys gathering together <laughs> Call on the radio saying, it's a trap. It's a trap. They know he's coming. Get him out of there. It's a trap. Get Gary Busey out of there. What? We can't hear you, Keanu. He repeats himself five or six times. Gary Busey still has not had the door slammed in his face because they don't have Whoopi the dog. Uh, and then eventually fire erupts. Everybody's shooting everybody. Uh, big fire. Now, this action sequence is really good. I love the raid sequence here. Um, it, it, you know, it's not quite as John Wick violent, but I mean, 1991, uh, you know, violence. This is pretty good. Catherine Bigelow had some skills here. Uh, this uh, gets followed with uh, a great foot chase. Um, it gets uh, followed by a dog getting punched in the face by Keanu Reeves. Yep. <laughs> it gets followed by Keanu Reeves tackling one of the Nazis to the ground, having a knife fight with him. And both of their well, one of their hands and one of their faces almost being chopped off by a lawnmower before Gary Busey fires a bullet into the moving blades of a lawnmower and apparently it just shuts it down instead of the bullet ricocheting into Keanu Reeves' face inches away. That, that sums um, up this movie. That scene is yeah. this movie. Like, it's so but yet, ridiculous, but it's amazing. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> um, now, following this, 
we find out that uh, this was bad that they did the raid. Now, don't you have to get approval or warrants to get raids? Because it comes very late in the game where John C. McGinley shows up and Tom Sizemore, one of the Nazis here, early appearance of Tom Sizemore, uh, where he's like, I've been undercover. You think I like this? That was hilarious too. He's got regular hair, regular Tom Sizemore hair. You think I like this haircut? Like, is that what Nazi surfers have hair like? Because it looks pretty normal. Uh, as he's saying, I've been undercover. I was I was looking to get the people who were providing all the drugs to them. These aren't your bank robbers. These are drug dealers. You just blew an investigation. You're off the case. Give me your badge. Uh, <laughs> this is where Gary Busey says to him, speak into the microphone, squid brain. <laughs> Another Gary Busey ad lib, I'm sure. Um, and... Uh, that's it. Keanu Reeves is going to stay undercover. Uh, and this is where all their hard work, wax experts, sweat experts, shoe experts, surfing experts. And what does it come down to? He sees one of the surfers and Bodie's gang in the water mooning. And he's like, I recognize that tan line. I've seen that tan line on a black and white CCTV footage from some low-grade Los Angeles bank once before. That's our bank robber. <laughs> Which you actually, can we just point out, you full-on see brown eye when they, they show that thing. Like, you're seeing the hole. And that's like... <laughs> we talked about anal before. Like, holy crap, this movie, did that skip past the senses that you can see that? Well, here's what's even better than the absurdity of just the mooning that they need to remind the audience what he's thinking because i think laurie petty says to him, you look like you've seen a ghost and then they flash back to a completely random clip where they're not even talking about this where uh gary B says these guys are like ghosts and he's like wait a second ghosts <laughs> and then they cut to a scene of patrick swayze um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh my no, no. there's whoopee there she is Oh, um, but this is where he comes to. I know who they are. I know these are the bank robbers. Um, I, I actually really like that we don't see, but we have him just sort of appearing to Gary BC later saying, it's Bodie. I tailed him all day. He went to the DMV. He went to buy himself some mustache wax. <laughs> he did this, he did this. And then he went to the bank. And uh, then he came out and talked to the other guy and he basically puts it together. These are our bank robbers. Now the audience already knows this pretty late in the movie for them to be coming to this conclusion. Uh, but uh they decide, okay, well, let's stake it out. Uh, so they're gonna, they're like, they're gonna hit this bank tomorrow. All right, so they go there and talk about inept police officers. They're waiting for the bank robbery. They already screwed it up once. They blew a drug sting. Um, they're on the verge of losing their badges, losing their guns. And Gary Busey's laughing at Calvin and Hobbes, and he goes, "Yay, this place over here, they got a meatball sandwich. This is the best meatball sandwich I've ever had. Go get two, but two for me." But get one yourself, too. So Keanu goes, hi, can I get two meatball sandwiches? And uh, uh, what does he order? A tuna on wheat bread. <laughs> Super healthy thing. My lunch, apparently. <laughs> He's ordering tuna. Uh, as the bank prop uh, is in progress, it's being robbed in progress. You see the ex-presidents jump out of the car. You see the ex-presidents go into the bank with their guns, their masks. Gary B.C. still reading Calvin Hobbes. <laughs> Keanu comes back to the car. They see a car illegally parked in front of a bank. <laughs> yep. With a driver still, by the way, they have a getaway driver in the front seat who would be wearing a presidency United States mask. <laughs> and 
Gary Busey shoving his meatball sandwich in his face. And no, it's not no. until they get out with the guns, like, wait, we missed it. <laughs> and chase ensues. <laughs> now this chase, great chase scene oh, too. Again, it's brilliant. not it's not at the level of what we're gonna get, you know, in a couple of years as action movies progress. But I mean, I love this chase scene. I mean, the car chase is great. Uh we get them changing cars as Keanu's blowing the windows out, the tires blown. Uh they go into a gas station where a guy's pumping gas. They basically shove the, the gas station tent to the side, take the car, and light the gas pump on fire, or the, the gas nozzle. So we have flamethrower, we have man on fire burning. I start laughing, and James says, what are you laughing at? And I just point, and she goes, oh, people are on fire. <laughs> Um, and I, this guy, the gas station attendant too, as he's got the flamethrower and he's ready to like, you know, turn it. He, the gas station attendant who has one of these like background lines that's really funny. Like I mentioned last week with evolution, where they're like, you know, I've been uh, standing uh, six feet old. My feet are actually getting really sore. <laughs> this one here is like, don't do it, man. Don't be stupid. <laughs> like a bank robber in a Ronald Reagan mask is wielding a gas nozzle from a gas pump. Turn into a flame. Don't do it, man. Don't be stupid. You're right. I'm going to turn my life around right now. Thanks for the pep talk. <laughs> don't that, be stupid. That, that guy goes to conventions. He's the don't do it, man. Yes. Don't be stupid guy. <laughs> that that reminds me, like, I don't know um, when you were at school, like if you had, you know, this is well before the, the bullying sort of tactics of today and the anti-bullying things. You know, you had bullying mild... tactics. Yeah. We, tactics. We've learned how to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get away with it. Do it online. Uh, you won't get caught. Um, but, like, you know, you had sort of your anti-bullying things back when I was at school. And the things we were taught in high school were if you were being bullied look them in the eye and say, I do not like that. Please stop. <laughs> now, let's again, let's role play that. Like, fuck you, man. You're a fucking shit. I'm going to fucking take your lunch right now. I'm going to fucking stab you. Don't do that. I do not love that. Oh, fuck, man. You're right. Sorry. I thought you might have liked that. Let's be friends. Let's go play in the yard. Like, what teacher? Don't like, do it. Don't be stupid. A teacher, a teacher is sitting around in a classroom or a staff meeting. He's like, okay. Few more reports this week of kids being bullied. Um, Got to show that we care. Let's come up with a policy, Mr. Jenkins. What do you think? Um, tell them to don't do it. Oh, great! That will cover <laughs> us for a few more years until social media and the media care about this. Uh, next and agenda. throw the word "stupid" in. Yeah. <laughs> now you can't even do that. Don't do it, man. Don't be stupid. <laughs> the movie ends right there. It's like it's like it's, yeah. it's Destic's guy. I want to go home and rethink my life. Like it's yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. You're right. I want to go home and re- cut to Patrick Swayze on a bed, emotional music. What have I been doing with my life? I've been robbing banks and surfing and, oh, my God, it's a whole new movie. It's, it's like the Book of Henry. It takes an unexpected yeah. plot twist you weren't <laughs> expecting and then Catherine Bigelow doesn't get to do a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Alternate histories of the Oz Network. <laughs> And gas station attendant guy just decides he wants to commit murder because. <laughs> he turns to the camera and puts a thumbs up. You're the best. Yeah. The best. yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got a week of vacation coming up some point in the next month. I want to make our version of Point Break. <laughs> the best. Didn't you say, what did you What did you edit uh, the Matrix sequels uh, that you wanted yeah. to watch when we do that? Like, when was the last time you actually sat down and re-edited a movie, your, your, your single, I, that was what you did when you were single and not a father, clearly. 
No, actually, you know, it's funny. When I had a week's worth of vacation back in November and nowhere to go because we were in lockdown, uh, I cut the two uh, Hunger Games, the third and fourth Hunger Games movies into one movie. And I cut the three Hobbit movies into two movies. And actually, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'd, I'd be happy to share that with anybody who signs up on Patreon. <laughs> actually, you know what? I, and I'll, I'll, I'll share my cut of Ghost. Uh, not Ghost, sorry, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> it's literally uh, the start and end. That's it. It's Ben and Mallory. <laughs> it's like the opening credits. There's Wayne Knight. Then it cuts to you know I've had the time of my life. Credits. <laughs> I just, that's the credits of Dirty Dancing. <laughs> I read up the music. Or we just have what. When baby gets put in the corner, don't do it. Don't be stupid, man. And the dad's like, all right, you can come out of the corner now. Thumbs up. Uh, You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish we didn't care about copyright on this show. I just want to play that clip all the time. You're the best. The best. Nobody's listening to this. What is that song? I love that song. It's it's from the Karate Kid. Is it? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's Karate Kid favorite. Um, By the way, I I didn't make a note of this, but I was just flipping through the... um, uh, the, the foot chase scene. <laughs> and I can't believe I missed that they storm into that lady's house and Keanu gets hit in the face with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, I love that whole sequence because, like, he gets a dog thrown at him and then he yeah. kicks the dog. Like, there, there's a there's a genuine Australian slang term which you literally say, get a dog up ya, which is like, you know, like, oh, I hate you, get a dog up ya. Like, it's just kind of that. Like, that is the closest I've ever seen to that weird Australian slang saying uh, put on film. Uh, one thing I want to backtrack, when they do the raid of the Red Hot Chili Pepper Nazi's house, um, I do love it when they tackle, um, what's what's the DA agent's name, The Tom Sizemore? What's he from? Tom Sizemore. What's, why is he a thing? Well, Tom Sizemore, Saving yeah. Private Ryan, right, Enemy okay. of the State. Uh, porn I'm seeing here, he did a porn film, good for him. <laughs> Maybe Sizemore lives up to his name. He's got a big dog. I'm sure it does. But um, I love it when he gets tackled. There's like I swear it's just like it was a mistake by the um the actor and they just left it in the final cut. Like the FBI agent basically like falls over on his face and hits the like table. And like it just looks so funny, but he just gets up and keeps going with it. It's like <laughs> Tom Cruise breaking his leg in mission plot. Just gets up, yeah. keeps going, he's a professional. Um also, I'm gonna point out bit of bit of boob, which is always good. Um I do also what not I Patrick notice, Swayze. Uh, not just Patrick Swayze's boobs, but um I do I do love in this movie that they don't seem to know how injuries work because like one of these FBI agents gets stabbed like five times in the back and he's fine. <laughs> Patrick Swayze will get shot about three times later on and he's fine. Um, like I don't know how injuries work in the world of point break, but clearly it's, it's a bit odd. Um, well, just before we, we wrap it up here, Keanu has the, the harshest injury of this movie because he twists his ankle and limps oh, through the rest of the film. Yeah. I also, I do love Gary Busey. Like, Man, have you seen my dog? My dog! I lost my dog! Have you seen my dog? My dog! And that like reminds you earlier when like um he comes my running baby. in. My to, baby! <laughs> he comes running in to save Keanu from the Nazi gang getting bashed in the shower. And when he realizes oh, yeah. that he's like protected with he's like, Oh, have you, you seen my child? They ran off with something or other. And I love oh, it. Like, what did he some say? Some kid ran off with my wallet. <laughs> That's it, yeah. And it's like, oh, I hope you find him, man. And then I do love like Patrick says, like, oh, you certainly surround yourself with these people. Um but, what, oh, God, where was the bit I'm thinking of? Oh, yeah, when he discovers that they're bank, bank robbers by ghosts. <gasps> <laughs> but then even then, then, like, Tom Petty in the Heartbreak is just like, you look like you've seen a ghost. And he's just like, I'm going to go. I've got an appointment. I'll see you later. 
And what does she do at that point? She's like, oh, I'm so shocked. Oh, well, typical Keanu. Oh, Johnny. Uh, uh, like brushes the hair. <laughs> also, like, I love it when they go to the party and basically Patrick Swayze implies that he fucked the shit out of her because he's like, oh, watch out for her. She's a I- wild one. And she's all like, like, no, no, no. And Keanu is like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You had sex with her. Like, well, I'm she does the same thing when he's with that other girl. She's like, I taught him that. So, like, yeah. that's awkward. Like, like as men, like, we're kind of a bit weirded out when, like, we're maybe yeah. we find out that, like, it's it's not that we're trying to say that girls we should be with should have never had sex with other people. You Definitely. just don't want to know. But, like, it's kind of a thing. You don't, like, I'm sure when you're courting Jamie and Jamie's, like, listening, she pulls out the encyclopedia of all the men she's had <laughs> sex with. Like, you're a bit awkward. Like, and you oh, pull yeah. out I the tell her all the time, pockets. like, you know what? She'll be like, yeah, you know, this ex-boyfriend, like, I don't need to know. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I having that I don't know who he is, but I'm sure he's a jerk. <laughs> and I apologize for just implying that Jamie has an encyclopedia of men that she is. <laughs> When I mean that, I mean that she turned to, like, the letter K and was like, Keanu, like, I didn't mean the entire thing. That was wrong. I apologise. I'm Justin Timberlake. I'm going to write a song about yeah. it. I have apologise at 20 years' time. Um, do you think the song by Timberland and One Republic, Too Late to Apologise, whatever it's called, like, they have to apologise for that because that's going to be offensive to somebody in, like, 15 years' time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, like, I sound like Cable there. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I was going to sound like Noah then, but it wasn't quite racist. Um, <laughs> but I do love this whole bank, like, watch sequence. <laughs> like, Gary Busey reading a newspaper going, ha, 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 Calvin Hobbes is funny. <laughs> that might, Like, why is that line never quoted? Like, I want that to be the famous. I want that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, and uh, Calvin Hobbes is funny, though. I will say that. I love That was my <laughs> comic growing up. Um, yeah, he, he, he's gaga for meatball subs. Um, and then, oh, who isn't? You, you, I think this is maybe what you were talking about before when it's like the bookmark this moment of don't blow your cover, man, to which... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, do you want me... You, you take it I'll, from I'll, here. I'll, I'll talk about Because there's, there's another reason I want to talk about this scene too. Uh, okay, so the famous scene, which has now become one of the famous scenes of the movie, uh, where Keanu's chasing down Patrick Swayze, still dresses Ronald Reagan, <laughs> and um, falls down a hill, and he's lying on the ground, and he's got a clear shot at him. But instead... He can't bring himself to do it. Because why? Because the camera zooms in on Patrick Swayze's eyes. Oh, the cameras can cl- clearly see from 100 feet away, apparently. Yep. And so he just turns his gun in the air and he's like, ah, oh, <laughs> Now that's the movie, that the, the movie Hot Fuzz, uh, Simon Pegg, um, uh, Nick Frost, their follow-up to Shaun of the Dead with Ed- Edgar Wright. Uh, that movie, I-, I mentioned it, uses both Bad Boys 2 and um, Point Break because Simon Pegg's like the big city cop. And Nick Frost is like in a small little village, never had any crime. And Nick Frost just wants it to be like in the movie. So he's always asking Simon Pegg these questions like, you know, oh, have you ever done this? Have you ever beaten a suspect with your club? Have you ever done this? And he's like, have you ever just had a suspect in your sights and not been able to pull pull the trigger? So you just fire your gun in the air like, oh, and then later he's trying to, you know, basically get Simon Pegg on because Simon Pegg's like very stiff in that movie. And he's like, he shows him two movies like Bad Boys 2 or Point Break. And he goes, which one do you think I would like better? No, which one first? And then they sit there and they'll, sh- they show this clip in the movie as Simon Pegg is showing it to, or Nick Frost showing it to Simon Pegg and Nick Frost is reenacting it during the scene. He's like, he's like, he couldn't kill him because he loved Bodhi too much. And I'm like, that's kind of the way this plays, isn't it? Like it is yeah. a love story, but like he shouldn't know it's him. Well, I actually think at the end of the day, he's just a big Ronald Reagan fan. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> he's like, no, I won't shoot you because of that one time that guy shot him because of Jodie Foster. 
I'm yeah. not that crazy, so I'm not gonna. Oh, why did I vote for Reagan? <laughs> That's what he was doing, you know. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ah! But I mean, this this will become a big problem though, because following this, uh, you have Patrick Swayze meeting with the rest of the the gang, and they're like, "Is Johnny? You saw him? It was Johnny." He's done nothing to hide his identity. He knows that this is Johnny is 100% convinced this is Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. And yet they know it's his identity. So when they come later to him and they're like, hey, Johnny, we're going to go on a little field trip. Why is he not like, freeze FBI? They know you're FBI. You know that they know you're FBI. Why is he going along with this? And why And why does um, Patrick Swayze like play a lot? Like he doesn't know that he know. Like, again, there's no proof that this is Bodie in that because they've still got their masks on. So, like, Patrick yeah. Swayze and that should be just like, well, they don't know who we are, so let's just play normal and whatever. Like, let's not give ourselves away that we are the ones, you know? Yeah. Like, And it's, yeah, it's it, it, so many different things wrong with this. But I, <laughs> I love this chase. Like, I was watching this chase sequence. Like, I'll admit, a lot of this movie, I was, like, writing notes and kind of some of the slow-mo service. Like, okay, get on my phone, whatever. Like, you know, as you do, right? You're not super into it. As soon as this chase sequence, I couldn't stop watching it. I'm like, holy crap. And, like, yeah. the way it's shot, like... The stunts and everything in this movie are fantastic. Like, even, I will say, a couple of surfing scenes when it's meant to be Patrick Swayze and they've gotten a double, they may as well have gotten a black guy on the surfing board. Looks nothing like him. <laughs> but um, they've just got some random white surfer dude and put a mullet on him. Oh, this looks like Patrick Swayze. But, like, even those scenes are great because, like, the surfing looks fantastic. We'll get to the skydiving stuff soon. But, like, this chase yeah. is, like, just the camera work, the way it kind of follows them, like silly, stupid stuff of like old lady getting knocked down with hose and getting beaten with a <laughs> vacuum cleaner. Like this, I mean, we're, we're doing Ferris Bueller next week, right? Like one of the most famous sort of chase through suburbia wherever yeah. you get. I just want them to put the... I want that music dubbed over this scene. Like, hi, Ferris Bueller, how you doing? Fuck, I can't wait to do that movie next week. But, um... Just so, like, I love that one woman with the towels. Like, ah! And then she starts yelling, get out of my house, get out of my house! Like, shouldn't Keanu Reeves, like, every time he goes to a house, they going like, FBI, FBI, FBI. Like, you know, um, it also would have been funny, like, to add a bit more comedy to this movie. You literally got a guy running around with Ronald Reagan mask. Like, you know, in, um, I'm sure you've seen fun with Dick and Jane when they, like, rob all mm. the places. With, and then at one point they go into, like, the sushi restaurant dressed as Hillary and Bill Clinton. And, like, the sushi people are like, oh, Mr. President. And then they pull out the gun and like, ah. Oh. Like, I want somebody to, like, be in a house like, Mr. President. Oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> like, that would just be funny. But, yeah, this, this whole sequence where, like, they zoom in on his eyes. Like, this is where you need to have the, ah. Had the time of my life and I never... Like, I'm telling you now, I've watched three movies now with Patrick Swayze in it. Two of them, like, women get, like, so moist over. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, like, Patrick Swayze. Oh, he's he's doing pottery and he's lifting me up in the <laughs> air. And, like, what's her face? Demi Moore and um, Jennifer Grey. Like, oh, 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 I'm so jealous of them. <laughs> I'm fucking jealous of Keanu Reeves in this movie. Like, yeah, this, is, yeah. this is the best love story of the three of them. A man, like, like Patrick Swayze, smooth guy. I'm sure he's like, you know, yeah, okay, whatever. We're not win, we don't get it. But, like, I'm getting the chemistry in this movie, you know? And mm-hmm. all it takes is a Ronald Reagan mask and those baby eyes. Like, ah. Oh. Like, and the <laughs> mullet. Like, I wouldn't shoot him either. Like, God, you got it wrong, Dirty Dancing and Ghost. 
And only one of these movies won an Oscar, and it sadly wasn't this. Um, <laughs> but actually, didn't Dirty Dance, didn't Time of My Life win an Oscar, sadly? Maybe. I think it did. So, yeah, this is the only one of those three that did not. How did Point Break not get an Oscar? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just I love this chase sequence. This chase sequence is amazing. But, uh, again, the ineptness of, like, the FBI, like, are they not going to question, like, why he, how he got away? Also, what was Gary Busey doing? How did he not get the other one? So, like, he's also partially <laughs> to blame. Um, and also the convenience of his He's finishing his sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> the, you, like, you know, like, you get that line earlier on about, like, yeah, I didn't make it pro because I did my knee. Um, so, like, this is where he lands on his knee. And also, like, is this just 90s LA? You always have to have these sewers, right? Like, the... Mm-hmm. And I've been to LA several times. I've not been to them in person, but I remember flying into LA. You can kind of like you see parts of them. It's like, oh, that's from every movie in the nineties. Yeah, Terminator um, Twenty Four. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So Greece. Uh, <laughs> that set the trend. Uh, I'm sorry, not allowed to mention Greece. That's been cancelled as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I just love the chase sequence. But uh, yes, <laughs> it's so stupid this movie, but it's great. Like you, you mentioned, you know, why does Keanu just not go along with it? And, and that becomes the big problem. Uh, or, or sorry, why does Patrick Swayze not just go along with it? Like, oh, hey, he doesn't know who we are. But the biggest problem here is that Keanu, by not firing the gun, he's saying, I know this is Bodhi. And if he knows it's Bodhi and Bodhi is staring at his face, hmm. then he knows you're an FBI agent chasing him. That, that It makes no sense that Keanu does not immediately arrest him after that. Also funny. Uh, you mentioned how he should just be identifying himself to all these people attacking with vacuum cleaners and dogs and mowers and everything. <laughs> Why is the only people he's identifying himself as FBI to the ones that he's supposed to be keeping his cover with? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. He's like, hi, I, uh, Johnny Utah, FBI. I mean, former football pro. <laughs> like, <laughs> the only time he identifies himself as FBI is when he shouldn't. Even before, I think it was in the Everything Wrong with pointed it out a really good bit as well with the FBI's when they when they're um scoping out the the nazi's house and they change shifts like he basically just walks down the street and goes hi frank and jim from the fbi yeah, you're yeah. here to change shifts come on in like flowers by irene on the van yeah. <laughs> starts playing a song on the radio fbi motherfucker here they are <laughs> like, it's just and like i i just don't understand that like you you suspect these guys so now all of a sudden you're gonna go and like okay like Keanu's got a lead and oh no like his last one was wrong is do you have to be 100% right in the FBI like is that the yeah. only time like so no FBI agent has ever gotten wrong I watched the X-Files for 10 fucking years Mulder was wrong a lot of the time right and he was also right a lot of the time but like no one's looking down at Mulder going you were wrong last time Fox you're not going on the next one give me a badge give me a gun yeah, you you're off the case you're off the case <laughs> like is this a point where he's been shunned so much like surely they're going to have more than one guy on this bank. Also, why is, the, is it straight away a federal case? Like, if this is a city... Like, okay, I guess. But also the yeah. ineptness of law enforcement in Los Angeles. Don't they say that they've, like, hit, like, 23 banks in three years? Are they that crap that they can't catch? Like, or are they... Are we meant to believe they're that good? Like, mm-hmm. shouldn't... After, like, ten. After ten, maybe five. Shouldn't you just be like, okay, every summer they dress as presidents. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe we should look for costume stores where they hire president or where do they sell them from? Like, I'm sure there's like thousands of bank in Los Angeles, but they say there are thousands of bank robberies in Los Angeles every single year. So surely after like, not even maybe three, 
of the same MO. <laughs> like, a serial killer is a serial killer after, like, three killings. You're on your, like, bank robbers? Ah, oh, wait till we get to 23, then we'll send the feds on them. <laughs> like, uh, he's like Wells Fargo ringing up the FBI going, we're losing money. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Wait till we, you're only at 19. You've got four more to go till we care. <laughs> Don't worry, state police are on it. <laughs> they got this. <laughs> the FBI, like, I also I always love, like, it's, it's weird to talk about white collar, but, like, I love how, like, in, in, and I'm sure it's the case in the real FBI, they have their divisions, right? Like, you know, they've got certain, but, like, is bank robbery such a problem? If, if something is such a problem, you need your own division, like bank robbery division. Like, I feel like that's a division yeah. that shouldn't have to work that much. It's like in freaking white collar. Art theft well, division. Is, is that much art getting stolen in New York? You need your own division? I mean, look at Catch Me If You Can. There's just the bank fraud division. That's not yeah. even robbery. That's just bank fraud. Yeah. I mean, I think Banks that's maybe... really got, you know, banks are as inept as the FBI. That's yeah. what we've learned. Why, do, why doesn't the bank have their own government? Why doesn't the bank bureau of investigation? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. You know, you have the military police. You could have bank police. Yeah. Well, now we have Space Force. Thanks, Donald. Like, um, <laughs> I, I want there to be bank force. <laughs> Um, here's another really hilarious scene coming up before we get there. Uh, fast and furious. Uh, yes, they will completely steal this. Hey, you're too close or you're scared. <laughs> Paul Walker can't bring himself to turn Vin Diesel in, even though he knows he's guilty. Oh. Uh, exact same thing here. And Paul Walker's uh, no but, Keanu Reeves. May Paul Walker rest Oh, in definitely peace. not. But I yeah, mean, uh, he's okay. I saw Paul Walker in Pleasantville. He was a charming young 50s <laughs> gentleman who got corrupted by Reese Witherfork. So, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, when Bodie's sitting around the fire and they're all saying like, oh, he's, he's FBI, he's going to get us. And he's like, hey, remember, we didn't get into this with money, guys. It's us against the system. Now, I know they're playing on like it was a big thing in the 60s and 70s. A lot of radicals uh, would rob banks and because they were funding essentially domestic terrorism like oh we're doing this to overthrow the government we just need the bank's money that's like you know all all the the craze was in the 70s right um these guys are surfing uh now the government the system does not hurt from you robbing a bank the insurance companies do because even the banks don't hurt from you robbing a bank so this us against the system thing complete nonsense but of course they got to make patrick swayze he's he's an anti-hero he's a, yeah. a villain with a cause uh doesn't make any sense but he's a villain with a cause uh now here's the other really funny scene keanu wakes up in the morning with gunshots being fired into his pillow because tyler has got his gun and his badge <laughs> And you got like, in your badge. You, exactly. <laughs> you lied to me. You're a federal agent. Now she's not in on the bank robberies. What does she have to be worried about right yeah. here? Like she, he also never said what he did for a living. You know, you never asked. Yeah. And she decides she wants to open fire on a federal agent when she's done nothing wrong. Yeah. And the next words out of her mouth is she's holding a gun to his head. I bet your parents aren't even dead. <laughs> like again, this is it. Our parents died. Take Why me now. Name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Point Break did it first. It's, it's so absurd. Her going from zero to a hundred because she found a badge and a gun when she's not one of the bank robbers, she has no reason to worry. She doesn't know that he's even investigating anybody. He could just be a bank robber or not bank robber, a guy investigating anything. He could be in the bank fraud department where they yeah. don't even have to carry a gun. They Art just study crime. checks. Art crime. Yeah, exactly. Like, but yeah. But yeah. Why? This is, 
you can even just have a line or just have a plot point where she's involved in the like, and then that is yeah, the, or like, she knows yeah. about it and just doesn't want to turn them in. Yeah, like have something like that because then like it goes from this to five minutes later she's been kidnapped to <laughs> I love him. Uh, what? Like yeah. <laughs> you fucked him twice. Like can't it, that good in bed? Has sex with someone twice. Oh, we know he is. I mean, Jamie's in love with him. Hasn't even had sex with him that we know of. So, I mean, that's pretty good. That's that's the power of Keanu. But, um, like, yeah, it just goes from that to kidnap. And isn't the person who kidnaps him called, like, Jenny or something like that? Or Jenny? What? Kate um, or he's got a girl's name. Well... Uh, well, she's got the Tyler name, so it's 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 1991. It's progressive time. Uh, let's see here. There is Roach, Nathaniel, Gromit, Rosie, Rosie. That's it's who it Rosie. is. Rosie. Yeah. 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 And this guy, I recognized him, and I thought, oh, he's one of these guys. Who's been a million things. Only other thing I know him from is Wayne's World. He was one of like the Wayne's tongue. World friends. In his Wikipedia pic, pic? oh yeah, he does. Christ, that's getting me excited. Yeah, that, that tongue is as long as Joan Allen's dong. Um, yeah. It's just massive. Oh, <laughs> uh, Joan Allen's dong. Wow. It's not as long as Ben Affleck's, but Joan Allen's at Speaking least. Speaking of Joan Allen's dong, Face Off is getting a sequel, people. And yes. apparently Nicolas Cage and Jonathan Travolta, Jonathan Travolta, <laughs> that's his full name, um, are attached to it. I mean, let's be honest, both of them don't really have much of a career anymore. So, I mean, you know. But, I mean, Face Off 2... The face <laughs> returns. Um, I Look, mean- I, I, I actually replied when I saw this online, there was somebody who was saying, it's like, well, how could they have Nicolas Cage in it? Didn't he get shot through the chest? And I replied very logically. I'm like, he didn't get shot through the face. These faces, because they could be on anybody. Put them on somebody else. You know what? You have two new leads, and at the end of the movie, you just put John Travolta and Nicolas Cage's face on them. I, I do love how people question the validity validity of Face Off. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's not realistic. He died in the end. A movie where they switch faces. They take their face <laughs> off, and that's the bit. Well, that's not realistic. He's dead. Sure. Everything else about the movie is realistic, though. <laughs> uh, face Off. You want another episode of the John Wick oh. Chapter 2? Go back and listen to our Face Off recap. Face uh, legendary. Off. <laughs> I'm Cass Troy. <laughs> Woo! I, that's one of these movies, like, we have, like, okay, The Room. Let's do another one on The Room. Uh, the, the Santa Slays. We want to do oh. another one on Santa Slays. But... I, I fully believe we could just do face-off full recap again. It doesn't need to be, oh, let's do face-off again, but something different. Just recap face-off once a year. We're, um, It'll never get our, old. Our, our thousandth episode is coming up very soon. You might have guessed mm-hmm. with our very over-the-top teasing thing that three people liked. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> that uh, we Part of that, uh, we're going to be going over Colin and our favourite memories from the Oz Network. Yeah. Uh, just the Oz Network, not Survivor Oz. That's a whole other killer fish. Uh, maybe this year when we do our 10-year anniversary, uh, we, we can go over that one potentially. But uh, I, I'm sure that when we go over our favourite moments, there will surely be some of those fa- Like I think oh, one yeah. of the best ofs is that one where we're just like losing our shit over Nicolas Cage <laughs> quotes. <laughs> I guess the Troy. Woo! Uh, point Break's pretty close, though, to face off at this point. <laughs> for absurdity, I think. Not quite as good, but pretty close. Uh, yeah, so she's upset. Bodie shows up at his door. Uh, this is again a big problem where he's like, Hey, let's go on a field trip. Johnny's like, Sure, <laughs> it's not like you've seen me flashing a badge and gun and screaming FBI at you. <laughs> uh, so they're going skydiving, and here's where we get the skydiving sequence. <laughs> Sorry, I just as if this movie 
movies are crazy enough. It's like surfing bank robbers. It's sitting around a riders room. Fuck, what else can we do? We've had surfing, we've had a chase, we've had a guy going like, don't do it, man. Um, you know, Carrie Busey reading. This movie just needs something more. Skydiving. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Why? Hey. Who cares? Let's put it in the movie. Let's talk about the Point Break remake for a second because I've seen this movie once. I don't remember a lot about it. I just remember we were uh, we were on vacation somewhere. We were in a hotel and Point Break was on HBO. And uh, I'm like, oh, this is that new Point Break. Let's check it out. Now, biggest problem, the two leads in it, no Patrick Swayze, no Keanu Reeves. Who are the leads uh, other- in that movie? I don't even know if I know these guys. Like, I, I think the names look more familiar than the actors. But uh, but anyway, while we're looking that up, uh, that movie, you want to talk about how many things. Oh, this one's got skydiving. It's got car chases. It's got uh, uh, this has got that. The sequel has snowboarding. It has uh, like paragliding like they threw every extreme sport in there i'm shocked that they didn't somehow put gymnastics in there just as they could say oh we've done everything now uh, but- i don't think i've heard of a single actor in this movie except for steve aoki uh, the dj who plays himself um but edgar ramirez and luke bracy well delroy lindo's in it yeah we did him in uh, get get shorty last year Okay. Uh, maybe nominated him. for an Oscar oh, Ray this year. Winstone? Yes, I've heard, maybe I've heard of that name. Yeah, Ray Winstone. Uh, yeah, Palmer, but sort of sounds Luke familiar. Bracey. Uh, now, first of all, How they even name? strip. They strip that he's from Sydney, uh, Australia. Oh, Australian. Oh well, yeah. clearly one uh, of the most famous Australian <laughs> actors. Let's see, what's he been in? Home, Home and Away. There it is. Oh, Trey oh, here Palmer. We go. I actually do remember that character. Holy crap, that's awkward. Him. So he <laughs> played Elvis. Cobra. No. He played Cobra Commander in G.I. Joe Retaliation. Of course he did. But he didn't even voice it. He was the guy in the mask. He's going to be uh, in Elvis. He's not Elvis. He's playing Jerry Schilling in Elvis. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, household yeah, name, no Luke Keanu. Bracey. I- I'm sure we couldn't struggle to get him on the show. <laughs> well, could we get Edgar Ramirez? Uh, what's I mean, he been I'm, in? I'm sure since their roles in Point Break, the remake, have just been fighting off the uh, the fame uh, oh no, Edgar well, Maria, Maria is actually Zero I know who he, is. he he played um he played Versace in the Sassan, the oh. American Crime Story. So he was actually he really also good played man. yeah he he also played Roberto Duran uh, the boxer in the Hands of Stone movie. So yeah, he's uh, actually a decent actor. He's so. good. Yeah, no, he, right. I, I do One know who he is now. But uh, yeah, th- this is what they have in the New Point Break: surfing, wingsuits, uh, <laughs> <laughs> snowboarding, rock climbing, and jumping. Um, wow! Like jumping off a mountain. And, do, so, yeah. and do they do they come up with the lamest excuses for each of them as well? Like, I mean, this one, like, I I, I still <laughs> can't fathom. Like, can can you please explain to me why skydive? Like, this is what done for the fact that the conclusion is going to be skydiving. Like, can't we just have a throwaway line that, hey man, uh, in the FBI, I did skydiving or something, or like even not even have that. Just have them in the final scene going, we're going skydiving, and just basically yeah. you know do this. But like, it's just let's have random skydiving scene for reasons well yeah again because the whole setup here is that they're going to take keanu skydiving and then they're going to show him the footage of tom petty in the you know uh the cellar or whatever it is wherever he is sorry she she it is a woman they call him uh, the correct pronoun they, is they that's right <laughs> tom here uh tom the <laughs> sam <But> smith <laughs> You're not meant to. You only refer to like you got to refer to Sam Smith as they. 
right? Oh, I wasn't aware of that. I'm sorry. No, like uh, I'm as cancelled as Gina Carano now. Great. Don't <laughs> openly mock the first openly gay. Well, you can't even say openly gay man now. So, so did Sam Smith like cancel himself by that the, famous speech? The first openly they Academy Award winner. Yeah, like that's kind of what it is. I think so. Yeah. Can we stop talking about Sam Smith? I want to throw up. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All I hear is the Academy Award winner. Academy Award winning Sam Smith. One of the worst Bond songs ever. Ugh. Wow. Uh, yeah, terrible memory of that song. Anyways, uh, yeah, but do you take some skydiving? No reason whatsoever. <laughs> Literally no reason whatsoever. Yep. Uh, they had to set up skydiving. But I do love that Keanu's like, hey, you mind if I sit this one out, guys? I kind of messed up my knee. He's <laughs> like, oh, don't worry. We're not going to be landing on land. Oh, even better than I'm in. <laughs> like Keanu just sort of like sarcastically plays that is so funny. Uh, yeah, so they skydive, which by the way, incredible skydiving footage oh, they yeah. got here. Skydiving is something that's not, it's not often done in movies. There was a movie, Gary Busey was in it actually. It came out a couple years after this drop zone with Wesley Snipes. Uh, great skydiving in that movie. Uh, Moonraker, drop zone, point break. I can't think of much else, but like I want more skydiving. This is one of my lifelong dreams is to go skydiving. Really? Jamie, I said that when we were watching this, and Jamie's like, not me, <laughs> never. <laughs> but like, yeah. I would pay good money to do this with I or mean, without a shoot. I, if I had to choose between skydiving and bungee jumping, I would skydive. But, I mean, I, I get scared <laughs> putting skis on my feet, so I don't think I'm going to be getting <laughs> on a plane anytime soon. Um, having said that, you and I do the amazing race one day. I know who's doing all the stunts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I will pay you. I'll eat the yeah, gross shit. I'll eat the gross shit. You can jump out of shit. <laughs> but uh i guess through the the filming sequence of this that, that patrick swayze insisted on doing all of the jumps himself wow. i don't know how much of that is true but uh maybe i mean it looks like I, like it's it's i was trying to watch the edits and the cuts here because i will say like the footage is amazing and even like sort of the close-ups of them when clearly they're just i don't know hoisted in the air with a blue screen yeah. and, and wind blind like even that looks like really good but um there's a couple of scenes when I'm going like that had to be Patrick Swayze doing that because the mm-hmm. edit around that would have been like, I think it's the final one when he literally just falls back out of the plane. I'm like, is that really Patrick Swayze doing that? Like it's, and this stuff, like this is amazing. Like all of this looks so, so good. And I, I don't know how many jumps they would have had to have done to do this. I think we talked in Tomorrow Never Dies on 007 that, you know, they had to do that jump like 30 times or something like that to get it right. So I can't imagine how many with this, but um, I mean, look, I, I, I like this sequence so much, even though it's so pointless and, like, it makes no sense. A guy who's never skydived before can form in a perfect <laughs> circle and know exactly what to do. Um, yeah. I can ignore that because this looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny, too. Like, when they're they're in the plane, he, you know that, like, Johnny's thinking, you know what, maybe they're setting me up here. So they give him the parachute. It's like, yeah, how do I know that this works? So Patrick was like, well, if you're more comfortable, take mine. Yep. And then they all just start trading. It's like, yeah, you know what? He's uh, he's had some accidents before, so maybe take mine. And they're just like trading around. Like it's a really funny scene. Uh, but uh, one thing I did notice with this, uh, because I, I read Patrick Swayze, just Patrick Swayze alone did 55 jumps. Wow. Now that doesn't even say how many jumps they had to do to film all the other characters, uh, all all the the you know, first person viewing stuff. Like this must have taken weeks. But 55 jumps. I, you mentioned like the, the shots of them where they're probably. I don't know, like standing on uh, a stool in the back lot, parking lot with a wind machine on them. Keanu had a lot more of those than Patrick Swayze. So I do buy that Patrick Swayze did the majority of his jumps. There was, there was one, I think 
that looked. I mean, did Keanu do any? Because there was definitely one sequence there where it looked as though Keanu sure like did. was like it was well filmed. That if it, again, if it was just trick photography or whatever, it looked really good. Um, but yeah, fifty five. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't say here if Keanu did or not, but um, uh, uh, Keanu did some of his surfing for the movie. Yeah, they say that. Uh, Same Patrick Swayze. It just says it just <laughs> says fifty five jumps for Patrick Swayze. It says nothing about jumps for Keanu, but uh, I would assume he probably did at least a few of them. Um, but like this sequence is incredible. Uh, any skydiving sequence is incredible. This one. This is what makes this movie special. I think another comparison we could make to Top Gun, probably the only precursor to this style of action that's going to become so common in the '90s, uh, even though, it, like you said, it's more of a blockbuster thing, uh, is just that they said we're going to do this for real. We're not going to. Maybe we're going to have a couple of model shots, but we're going to have shots of real fighter jets flying. You know, in in the same shot, real speed, real diving through canyons. And this is sort of the 80s saying we're not going to go cheap anymore. I mean, James Bond for the longest time was the only franchise that would say we're going to do this stuff for real. And here, Point Break, a moderately budget movie, Catherine Bigelow, not a first-time director, but first-time big budget director, is saying let's skydive for real, let's surf for real, let's rob banks for real, let's <laughs> have sex on surfboards for real. I'm sure it was all real in this movie. Yeah. Uh, again, a lot of credit to this movie. It, it was more groundbreaking than I think people give it credit for. Uh, not necessarily for the story or dialogue, but it's still fun, so we're okay with it. <laughs> And, and I do remember like the new point break again. I remember nothing about it, but I do remember finishing that movie and thinking, wow, I would watch that again just to see the stunts. So they at least kept a lot of like, let's use real stunts in this movie. Uh, it just wasn't as much of a story as this, uh, the brilliant story of point break. Uh, but uh, so after they land on the ground and Keanu's like, Oh, that was the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, he also has a great line as he's jumping out of the airplane here. Where completely at random, Keanu just screams, Sex with the gods! <laughs> <laughs> Is that like earlier on in the movie when he basically, when he was like, says like I'm surfing! <laughs> yeah, like, and he even says after, I've never experienced anything like this. It's basically him being orgasmic. It's, uh, it's, he's falling in love with Bodhi. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, Bodhi takes him in the back of a van and talks about the insurance policy. And this is where they show the video footage of Tyler uh, with uh, Rosie, <laughs> the, the creepy guy who's got her tied up there. And uh, they say, hey, we're going to go for a little ride here. And they go to a bank uh, and they're handing out masks in the, the back of the van. Like, oh, none for you, Johnny, but here's a gun. Oh, no bullets for you, Johnny, but you're still coming in. Otherwise, we're going to kill Tyler. Again, I actually really like them as villains, too. But, like, mm. you have that scene where they say, no, we're, we're villains with the cause. We're doing this, you know, to uh, show the man. I don't care. You don't need a scene like that. Patrick Swayze in this movie is likable enough, even when he's forcing a man to rob a bank and tying a woman up, threatening to pull a bullet in her head. I still believe he's a bit of a hero. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's cool. I love this. Um, they go into the bank. This is the last bank robbery sequence. Also the most violent because it's going to go sour very quickly. Um, mostly because Patrick Swayze is trying to make this more difficult on Keanu. So Keanu there without a mask. Uh, everybody else in masks. Everybody with guns. Uh, Patrick Swayze says, go to the vault. What? We never go to the vault. Uh, this is why they have to rob what, like 30 banks because they're grabbing like 65 bucks this in the till and saying, or not crooks and then leaving. <laughs> like, <laughs> go to the vault every once in a while. Yeah, don't forget the vault. <laughs> but uh, instead they decide they're going to go to the vault. Now this backfires because there's a real cop on the ground uh, who says to a security guard, I'm a cop, back me up. And I'm thinking, 
With what? The security guard doesn't have a gun? He's terrified. <laughs> the security guard is like, no, man, like, I don't want to die. This- he dies. Like, poor security guard. Yeah. And this is where Keanu Reeves is going to become the real villain of this movie, actually, because he's doing all this so that they don't kill Tyler. Now, first of all, he doesn't actually know they're going to kill Tyler. Uh, he doesn't have to go along with them here. He certainly doesn't have to rob the bank with them. And two innocent people die, as well as one of the robbers dies here. Because yeah. gunfire erupts everywhere, and I, they, they get a little bit graphic. Like, you see some big blood splatters, you know. I, it's I, so I like, over the top. Like, like I yeah, get it. but it's I great. Like- but the one thing I will say, though, is like, I do love when you see these bodies like five minutes later and there's not a scratch on them. Like, there should be guts out there. There should be fucking exit yeah. wounds, entrails. Yeah. Uh, everything, yeah. It, it should be much more grotesque than it is. But, you know, it's R-rated, not, I don't know, you can't make an X-rated. Maybe you can make an X-rated move for violence. Well, I don't know. what's his face went into one later on? Steve Bettman. Tom Sizemore, yeah. <laughs> Sizemore. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Keanu lets two people die here. I mean, it... Can he stop it? Maybe not, but he's going along with this, so he is an accessory to murder. But I love how he gets shot and he randomly throws out his badge and he's like, FBI, and then the cop shoots him. Yeah, I'm undercover. Yeah, he gets shot. (laughs) So there you go. He's not the only one to screw up in this movie. Uh, Tom Sizemore, Keanu Reeves, if you're undercover, you're going to get shot. That's the way it goes in Los Angeles. Yeah, It's police brutality against police. That's all it is. Uh, but uh, when Keanu gets arrested here uh, and they even say, you know, oh, you're an accessory to two murders now or well, three because of one of the bank robbers, I'm thinking he actually is. Yeah. So what did Gary Busey goes on a crazy rant here <laughs> Pull the Busey. as only Gary as only Gary Busey can. Uh, where he um, says, I was popping zits and jacking off the luxury section in the Sears catalog. <laughs> Another one of his things. Uh He's my partner. Let me take him in. Why do they say yes? It yeah. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. You and know what? You made your face. Yeah, exactly. He's he's getting locked up too. He's getting fought. Like, and why did all the other? Uh, it's just one of those like, oh, glad Trevor finally got punched. You can take him away. Like, <laughs> get the nemesis of the FBI. Like, surely he's got some friends. They're like, oh, you can't assault your boss. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, John C. McGinley did nothing wrong here. This is the one time John C. One time in his career, John C. McGinley did nothing wrong. Um, but uh, Gary Busey is allowed to take him into custody, and he immediately uncuffs him. Let's go get him. Those zit popping Sears catalog jackoffs. I don't know. <laughs> wow, that's and, that's the dirtiest thing I've ever heard Colin say on this podcast. Uh, well, I'm sure Jamie's going to be here by the end and completely upstage me, but. Um, so they decide to go to the airport. Uh, Gary Busey even says something like, you need to respect your elders. <laughs> He's such an old man in this movie. He's not even that old yet. Like, how old is Gary Busey in real life? Oh, old. <laughs> probably <laughs> well, probably the right now. age to run for president now. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so he's 76. So he would have been 46 when this movie came Joe out. Joe Biden's older than Gary Busey. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just asked Jamie, do you want to make a cameo on this episode? <laughs> she said, when and why? I love a when was the answer and why. I don't need to know why. It's not uh, why and when. It's when yeah. and why. Yeah. Now, I should have just been when and now is your answer, Jamie. Uh, anyways, uh, so they go to the airport. Uh, he's going to take Bodie in um, peacefully, but instead Gary Busey gets snuck up on and gunfire erupts again because anytime these guys are around, they blow it. Uh, Keanu is giving him a couple warnings saying, hey, you know, there's a thing called radar, man. And they're like, oh, I didn't think about that. 
uh, Roach, <laughs> the other guy, which uh, Bodhi refers to as his brother. I don't know if he's actually supposed to be his brother in this movie or if it's just like a bro thing. Uh, but he's shot. So they're up in the plane. Keanu's with them. Um, he's trying to basically say, you're dying, Roach, and you're freezing because you're going to die. <laughs> really taunting him. Um, he's saying, let her go. Come on. And Patrick Swayze is like, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'll see you later. And he tosses, after tossing a dying man out of an airplane with a gun, by the way, proving that you can jump out of an airplane holding a gun, Patrick Swayze decides to throw his gun out. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Because Keanu Reeves grabs the gun and dives without a parachute, which, by the way, is amazing that Keanu Reeves did that. Uh, and then catches up with him in midair, and they have a fight where you pull it first. No, you pull it. No, you pull it. This goes on forever. That's it. No, first you time pull it. love. You pull it. Yeah, exactly. You, you pull, pull it. For- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the end, uh, Keanu pulls the chute like about 10 feet from the ground. They crash in the ground. The only time Keanu's leg does not bother him in this movie, by the way. Uh, and Bodhi says, I'll see you in the next life. Uh, and then the 40 year storm or the 50 year storm. Sorry. Uh, so he knows where he's going. <laughs> Keanu shows up very end of the movie here as the 50 year storm that Ben's going to rant about is going on in the background. And, uh, uh, he, this, by the way, I don't know if you noticed uh, if you're a big Catch Me If You Can fan, but another Catch Me If You Can connection. This is almost exactly what Catch Me If You Can will do for the arrest sequence. With, by the way, you want to talk about Catch Me If You Can. Something that rubs me the wrong way. I mean, I love that movie. I read the book from the real guy that's based on. And man, what a terrible person. And he's a terrible person because he writes it thinking he's a hero. And you're like, this guy is terrible. And you also walk away from the book believing, I believe about 10% of what he claims happens. Uh, but still, Catch Movie Can, the same thing, where he shows up, you think it's just a one man coming to arrest his friend, but in the end it's like, hey, we got a million men out there. Do they actually have a million men? In the end, a million men show up. Uh, what does Fast and the Furious steal from this? The fact that the cop just can't bring himself, even though he's going to stay a cop, he's going to you know, uh, fulfill his duty, he has to let him go. Just like Paul Walker lets Vin Diesel go. He doesn't let him go. He he, he uncuffs him. And uh, Patrick Swayze just, I got to go, man. I got to catch the big wave, the 50-year storm wave here in whatever beach this is. Uh, So... He lets him swim out. And like, what are you doing? Well, that, my, that's my Australian accent, which is probably as good as these guys here. Yeah. You let him go. I didn't let him go. Canaries throws his bat on the beach. Another one of these like great iconic moments. Here. I know it's cheesy. I know it's terrible, but I love it. Throws his badge away. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. Stewart. <laughs> I'm swims coming out. to surf. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro, uh, I'm Swiss. going to surf the wave. <laughs> Uh, and this movie ends on does he or doesn't he make it uh we don't know we see a wave crashing on patrick stewart here (laughs) end a movie uh keanu's throwing his badge away uh patrick swayze probably dead we don't know uh but it's amazing that's all that matters speaking of amazing just random tangent here um i know we've got our christmas month set for this year but in the future we need to do a little movie called christmas in wonderland are you familiar with this movie colin this is one of no one of patrick swayze's last ever film roles i'm going to read you the synopsis here a canadian american comedy film about three children who move with their father from los angeles to edmonton alberta where they catch a counter <laughs> group of counterfeiters while christmas shopping and in the plot It describes the West Edmonton Mall as the majestic West Edmonton Mall. 
Uh, it has Patrick Swayze. It has uh, Chris Kattan. It has Carmen Electra, and it has Tim Curry in it. Why have we not done this movie? Oh, you got me with Tim Curry. Like, I mean, I had me at Chris Kattan and, and Patrick Swayze all of a sudden. <laughs> but, I mean, never heard of this movie. Uh, you know what? That was, I swear that was on TV this past year because, like, we record all those bad made-for-TV Christmas movies and then we basically mystery science theater 3000 it and just mock the movie and make up our own dialogue and i swear that i saw a christmas in wonderland movie i don't remember if patrick swayze was in it but uh well, we'll do it next year maybe they edited him out maybe he's been cancelled and we don't know about <laughs> it um uh speaking of uh, editing out and everything rest in peace christopher Plummer. uh so yeah oh yeah. uh, you know what o- honest thing here like because he's can like he's one of these canadians that canadians love more than ed- i think anybody could imagine uh, I was this close to telling Jamie we got to recap the sound of music, and it, I wouldn't be quick to j- recap the sound of music other than the fact I'm like, you know what, Christopher Plummer died. We owe this to Canada to do a sound of music episode. I've never seen it. Um, there's hills <laughs> and they're alive, and it's with the sound of music, right? That's about all I know. Um, <laughs> you can cool. see Julie Andrews' nipples in the high def version, as Jamie pointed out. Because I've always wanted to see Julie Andrews' <laughs> nipples. I mean, of all the people's nipples I've wanted to see, Julie Andrews is one of them. Um, I can think of one that would be worse, and it's Madonna. <laughs> hey, seen her nipples, and they're great. Um, so, yeah, the sky... I just love at this. Let's go skydiving, because... <laughs> but the thing that makes this, like, even more fun is just that... It's like, bro, yeah, uh, and, like, you know, like, that he knows that they're evil, and you know that they know that he knows that they know that they're evil, and it's all, like, all the shoot and all, like, all this, but they're, like, broing down, they're falling in love, like, you pull first, like, you pull first, oh, let's pull together. Um, and then they land on the ground, it's like, bro, dude, that's awesome, yeah. By the way, I want to show you something, and it's like, oh, I've just kidnapped yeah. the girl that I think, like, I want Keanu Reeves to just be, like, full-on James Bond in Goldeneye. Kill her. She needs nothing to me, like... Like, bro, like, what do you think I am? Some wimp? I've had, I've had sex with her twice. I don't. She means nothing for me. I've, I had sex with seven women last week. I don't in love with them. You kidnapped them? No. This is just some woman I fucked. Kill her. I don't care. Move on to the next one. Let's, where's Gina Davis? She's a sister, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about the whale that she'll help rescue and free Willie in a couple of times? Maybe that's available. The, the, the tank that she'll drive in Tank Girl. Exactly. Like, just bring it on. Orange is the new black. Apparently she's in it. So, let's. References to Laurie Petty because she needs to be a thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, uh, but also I love that Patrick Swayze, Bodie, has a thing for, like, thinking that anyone can skydive no matter what their injury or what their condition is. So we have, dude, my leg is injured, I couldn't land. We're going to land in water, it's okay. Sure. To, oh, my God, I've been riddled with bullets, I'm bleeding to death, but you can <laughs> still skydive. Like... I don't want to ever watch a movie or a TV show where Patrick Swayze is a doctor. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I do like the like the bank robbing sequence. You, you know, like I, I kind of like crazy Bodie here when he's kind of going off book and everything. Yeah. But um, like I don't get why. Like okay, I get why because he doesn't want Thingo to die. But I like kind of shouldn't he just be a bit diminutive in this section? Like he literally at one point points a gun at someone like, "Do you want your head blown off? Don't it?" Like he's getting into it, right? Like. But then he portrays that he's undercover. Like, I see what you're saying about him being an accessory to murder, but can't he just say, like, I was deep undercover? I mean, this is a, an FBI who don't believe that you should be doing things after one fuck-up. So, like, yeah. I mean, here he is, accessory to murder. And, and how is he able to fly to Australia later on? Did his charges just get dropped? 
Like, <laughs> well, they're certainly not going to be dropped after he throws his badge away and lets the suspect go when they spent how many millions of dollars trying to track him down. And then, like, why is he allowed to continue? Like, he's let Bodie go twice. He didn't shoot him when he stared at his beautiful eyes, and he skydived in Mexico and let him go again. <laughs> so, like, if anything, you know, don't forgive him for the raid on the one house, but law oh, will forgive you for letting this guy go who's actually the, the real guy. Um, also, it makes no sense why Patrick Swayze removes his mask um, mm-hmm. when he does in the, the bit. Um, I do... Uh, when Gary Busey gets killed, it's such like... I feel this is just like a parody movie and it's like, boo, boo, like blood going everywhere. And he's like, <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No, 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 no. It's got to be, no! <laughs> it's so just like over the top. Um... And yeah, it's 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 odd, but it works because this movie. I also love that pilot guy. It's like, no way, man! I'm not flying you to whatever. And then the guy's like, yes, you are. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like he doesn't <laughs> even point a gun at him. Also, when Keanu jumps, Keanu, Keanu Johnny Utah jumps out of the plane. Why does he go for Patrick Swayze? Because this is where the kerfuffle happens, where he's all like, you pull it, no, you pull it, yeah. and he has to drop the gun because otherwise they're both gonna die. Go after the other guy who's already half dead, who literally dies on the way down. Keanu himself said it like, you're bleeding out, man. You're going to die. If you go after Mm -hmm. that guy, there's going to be no fight. Get his parachute. Get the gun. You win. Mm -hmm. I've I've solved point break right there. I Uh, never even thought about that. That's actually the first smart thing you've said in uh, at least 2021. Yeah, like I'm legitimately watching this going like, huh? Um, (laughs) now, Now, they're in Mexico as well, right? So how does... Johnny Utah, get are out of in- Mexico. Are they in Mexico? When are they in Mexico? Isn't this where they land? Aren't they in Mexico? Didn't they say like we're flying? Towards oh, are somewhere? they? Because they mentioned Baja, like later on when we're in uh, the, the beach in, in Australia. Um, anyway, again, making sense of this movie. I love the, just <laughs> the cut and we go to like Keanu driving a Jeep and you know he's in Australia because he's driving on the different side of the car and you get the radio host is like, yes, and this storm's been going on for a long time and blah, 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 blah. They, they filmed this in Oregon, some seaside town in Oregon. Oh, really? And you can't tell at all by the type of trees that are there. Like, I mean, <laughs> we don't even have those trees in, like, forests in Australia, let alone the beach. Um, I, I do love the, the fact that they mentioned on the radio, and a cyclone has hit Bells Beach. This is in Victoria, the southern part <laughs> of the mainland. That would be like saying there's a cyclone hitting Winnipeg. Like, that, that is the furthest away except for Tasmania mm. from the tropical region of Australia. You are not getting a cyclone at Bell's Beach <laughs> in Australia. Like, just pointing out the logistics. Of all the unrealistic things in this movie, the cyclone in Bell's Beach takes the cake. But, like, the, the, the cop, like, that person on the radio, I think, actually Australian. There is another actually fairly well-known Australian here. When he's walking down the beach and he's, he's talking to the guy in the bandana, that's a guy by the name of Peter Phelps who actually um, went on to have a quite esteemed television career, at least in Australia. He was on a show called Stingers, which is kind of like a real over-the-top cop show. Logie award-winning Peter Phelps, I should point <laughs> out. Um, and, you know, quite a bit of a household name in Australia in sort of the late 90s, early 2000s. And here he is. He's Peter Phelps. In uh, maybe his only US movie role, I don't know. Um, but like the cops, when they show up, what are you doing, Johnny Utah? You let him go. <laughs> like, 
And I love the, the, the sense of like making this Australian. He's put them in some light blue police unit, which is most Australian cops wear the light blue. We don't have like the dark blue like you guys do in this part of the world. Uh, so that's accurate. The hats are kind of accurate. But like other than that, like just the over-the-top nature of this Australian. <laughs> it sounds like this should be on The Simpsons. I do like I Patrick's, was gonna call him a chaswaza. <laughs> I do like Patrick's like this is the over-the-top nature of this movie where I can see this as a cult. Like when he gets handcuffed and Patrick Sozer is like, no, no, <laughs> no. Oh, hello, Jamie. Here she is. Sorry. Sorry, Jamie, sorry. Can you I went, can I went you Jamie hear with this? Here. I can hear you can here. you can hear him from there? Can you How hear me, Jamie? You, ben? Hello, Jamie. Hi. It's nice to see you again. Um, how's how's Keanu in this movie? Say something inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, he's always hot. Always hot, like always. That's, I, I read comments that were much worse than that, but thank you for keeping it clean for once. What, what is your favorite scene of Keanu in this movie? Ah. Uh... I don't know. Probably towards <laughs> probably towards the end when he has the longer hair. I love longer hair on him. The, okay. the last scene. What also getting rained scene? on. He, he he opens getting rained on and he ends getting rained on. He does. They they knew their audience. They knew that. Can I be the rain? <laughs> <laughs> Can I be the rain? Because it's wet. Um, <laughs> would, would you prefer Johnny Utah to give you his thumbs up or point a gun at you in the air and go, ah, and like shoot in the air? Or do you want him to tell you, I'm an FBI agent? Or do you want him to eat a donut for you? <laughs> Didn't I say, don't I want to be the donut too? No, you said something much filthier, but uh, well, you said you wanted to eat his filthy. half. You want to, you want to suck the half eaten donut out of his mouth. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what I said. Happy Valentine's Day, Colin. I want to suck that half eaten donut. Yeah, yeah happy out of Valentine's Day, Jamie, for this. Um, I, I hope that <laughs> he, he was always my first crush, though. Yeah, always. we know. And, and, and <laughs> will he be know. your last crush? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I mean, Colin's hotter than anybody else, including Keanu. There oh. you go. See, Ben, Ben, you get a, well, you're nice too. I get yeah. a, you're hotter than Keanu. I, I get a, I get a, oh, Matt Bloom is so attractive with his calves? hair. Seriously. <laughs> Enough about my calves. <laughs> I have seen Colin's calves and they don't do it for me. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> now, wait, wait, wait. last year we, we came up with the idea of doing this because we were covering Ghost and you explained to us uh, also in pretty filthy terms, uh, why women liked Patrick Swayze, even though we didn't get it. Now, both of us are on board with Patrick Swayze. That's a beautiful man and a beautiful mullet in this movie. Uh, give us your Patrick Swayze impression from Point Break. Compared to Ghosts and Dirty Dancing. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I, I don't really think he's the best actor. <laughs> you think? <laughs> like in any movie, no. but I actually probably would still prefer him in Ghost. What? Oh, yeah, wow. I don't know. Maybe it's just a chick thing. You like him dead? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dirty Dancing, he takes his shirt off a lot. So Is she, He's in it like almost nude in this I movie. He's naked in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he looks nice in the Speedo. Speedo I'll give him that. I, I told Colin, I said, you know, Oh, never mind. I won't say it. No, we no, already said it. it. Say it now. They're taking turns. Everybody knows. <laughs> I, what about well, Gary you know, Busey? Girl can dream. Can Gary Busey join in? Yeah, Gary Busey? No. By the way, Aww. I got to show you something here. We're going to be covering this at some point, especially if people pay us for Patreon. <laughs> uh, Gary Busey did a TV sitcom where he played a cowboy with Mark Hamill. Uh <laughs> Now tell me, looking at this picture, you do not need to watch this tonight. 
is that guy cross-eyed or is that just the picture? No, he's cross-eyed, <laughs> <Okay>. yes. <laughs> it's Mandy Patinkin. Uh, <laughs> are you a Mandy like, Patinkin fan, I don't know, is he Jamie? looking at me? I don't know. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, no, you know, I don't know. There's something about that Gary Busey guy, though. He just basically looks like a comic book character <laughs> in real life. Like, it was God's cruel joke or something. <laughs> what? Are you not going to help cover... I mean, he's great, um, but he's ugly. What is it, Gary Busey judges pets or whatever it's called? Yeah, Gary um, Busey had a reality show, J- Gary Busey Pet Judge. Yeah, Gary Busey <laughs> oh, Pet I thought, Judge. I thought you said judges pets. I'm like, whose pets is he judging? <laughs> Judging Amy. Uh, Amy Brenneman makes an appearance. <laughs> now, you have to give us uh, a. You watched this movie, most of it. Uh, some of it, I think I've you were it in, in a trance. But um, uh, what did you think? Just quick review overall of the movie. And then would you buy it, Rinted or Bennett? You know, I liked it a lot more before I watched it with you, with listening to you. Because <laughs> you were by yourself. You could have a long time with Keanu. He ruined the craft for me. Yeah, well, the craft was And then when it gets it. to, like, the end of the movie, and he's like, you know, he's actually a pretty crappy cop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we just... But we love the movie for that. Yeah. This is what's weird. Like, yeah, you know, he's actually... He's kind of like a turd burger. <laughs> a turd burger. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, can, before you buy it, rent it or bin it. Actually, no, do that first, and I'll ask you my question. I mean, I'll rent, I'll rent any movie. It doesn't matter which Keanu movie it is. I'll always rent it. You're not going to buy rent. this? You wouldn't buy it? Huh? I mean, there's there's definitely better movies of his than this, but well, the, the, I liked him more before I watched it with you. Okay, well, I'm sorry that I ruined Point Break slightly for you by pointing out a lot of plot inconsistencies. <laughs> that is what makes this movie great, by the That's way. what we do I'll, on this show, I'll buy Jamie. every Keanu movie. Okay, so you're buying it because it's Keanu. E- even that one that was on Netflix where he, like, cloned his family after they died. <laughs> Why haven't we covered this movie? What? You don't what? know which one I'm talking about? No. I forget the name of it, but he he was in like this agency or something that worked with Oh, replicas or something? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Okay. I missed that yeah. one. It was it was it was pretty good. It was okay. I'm surprised what? you still haven't watched the one uh, knock knock where two young girls show up at his door to seduce him while his oh. wife's away. How have you not seen that movie? That's like my dream, but not two girls. (laughs) But not two girls, just me. Can I just? I don't need any help. Jamie, if unless Patrick Swayze's there, um, if if (laughs) Keanu Reeves right now was to rock up on your doorstep in in any of his movie characters, like what is the one Keanu Reeves character that like you want him to be? Oh, I know this most. Uh, for sure, John Wick, hundred okay. percent. Right. She yeah. went to b- before the twins were born. I couldn't even sleep with her because she was getting up to go to the bathroom every five minutes, uh, and and also she was weighing the bed down. Let's be honest, there were Come twins on. in there. But she would go to bed every single night and text me pictures. Look what I'm watching, and it would be pictures of her watching John Wick every single night for like three, four weeks straight before the twins were born. But I mean, that, who doesn't want to have those dreams? But, but 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 isn't that just your like? That's your like. Hey, Colin, like, come to bed. That's like, look what I'm watching. <laughs> like some people, I like, put on some Barry White. No, if some I people... want Colin to come to bed, I'll put on a TLC video. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Colin, I saw some TLC pop Funko figures in EB the other day. I was thinking, what? do you know these exist? <laughs> Happy birthday! I, I'm gonna go upstairs before our son flushes another bar of soap down the toilet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank okay. you, Jamie, for joining us. It's always fun. Um, I don't even know where I was at at the movie. Uh, throws a badge away in the water. Australians are not yeah. very good Australians in this movie. Oh, the one line I like when he says is like, 
I just want one more swim. What do you think? I'm going to swim to New Zealand? There's, there, that's oh, like, yeah. come on. Right there, there's your sequel. I, I want there to be a post-credit yeah. sequence. I want like a bunch of sheep on a beach and some guy going, oh, brew, let's have some chops. And then all of a sudden, like out of the water comes Patrick Swayze. <laughs> hair blowing. It's like, would not be the most outlandish thing in this movie. Uh, you know what's so funny though? I forgot about that, but th- when that line came up, I thought to myself, "Like, I wonder if Ben watches this, thinking <laughs> even if he did make it, it wouldn't be worth it." <laughs> like, yeah. well, if that's the way Australians interpret that scene. Well, I will. Uh, like, yes, that's true. But the one thing I will say, <laughs> Bell's Beach. Like, if you were to swim straight, you're not in New Zealand. You're in Tasmania. <laughs> so <laughs> he's on the different coast, Bodie. Fucking See, hell. they really don't want to go to Tasmania. They like, really they're avoiding it at all costs in this movie. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, you might think you're in New Zealand, but you're going to have a bunch of two-headed people having sex with their sister. <laughs> uh, so, box office. Um, I thought this movie was bigger than it was. It's actually, you know, it was a pretty big hit, considering an R-rated action movie. But uh, competition might have a little bit to do with the fact that... Uh, this made about $43 million. Uh, it was definitely a hit when it came out. We can't you know, discount that. Um, but uh, $43 million domestically. Worldwide, it grossed how much? Uh, $40 million. So it's made like $80 million worldwide, which 1991, that's actually pretty good. Uh, guaranteed well over the budget. Uh, but this movie only opened number four at the box office for a hit movie. The reason it only opened number four is because it was battling it out with Boys in the Hood, which, of course, was a huge movie that would go on and be nominated for Best Picture, a re-release of 101 Dalmatians, I guess back when re-releases were a big deal, and the second weekend of Terminator 2 Judgment Day, featuring the same Los Angeles sewer, floodway, whatever. Um, Other movies that were still out at that point, Naked Gun 2.5, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, regarding Henry opened that weekend number seven. Wow. That's absurd. Uh, but the movie ended up still making $43 million, uh, dropped quickly at the box office, which is why, you know, it, it's kind of weird to see that a movie that actually made a decent amount of money in, in an $8.5 million opening weekend must have been pretty good in 1991 because it didn't even open in the top three and it still ended up as the 29th highest grossing film of the year, just behind Thelma and Louise, which also was a huge hit. Uh, Rocketeer beat it. New Jack City. New Jack City? Whoopi Goldberg? Is that the Whoopi Goldberg one or is that not Whoopi Goldberg? Um, everything in 1991 had Whoopi Goldberg in it, right? So no, I'm, I'm thinking Jumping it. Jack Flash. Oh, <laughs> Very common Another mistake. Jack movie, yeah. <laughs> um, but it beat Regarding Henry, which also made $43 million. So uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, the other Keanu Reeves movie that year, uh, $38 million, 34. So this was Keanu's biggest hit of the year. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously successful enough that it's still a cult hit today. Uh, critically, um, you would be shocked. This thing got 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, really? even reviews of the time. Very positive reviews of the time. Roger Ebert gave it three and a half out of four stars. He said, uh, Catherine uh, Bigelow is an interesting director for the material. She is interested in the ways her characters live dangerously for philosophical reasons. They aren't men of action, but men of thought who choose action as a way of expressing their beliefs. (laughs) Roger Ebert was also high (laughs) at the time he wrote the review, but we love him for it. (laughs) Men of thought. All right, let's go over the thoughtful quotes in this movie. I love these things. (laughs) What's the thing that Patrick Swayze says when he's like going off about the Nazi people and he's like, they do it for the action. We do it for the 
the thrill you won with the wave. Like, <laughs> your- this bothers me. Your board bothers me. You bother me, <laughs> Squid Brain. <laughs> Don't do it, man. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid, man. <laughs> man of thought. That man was thinking that he would stop that guy. I mean, I'm not a crook. I, I, I almost feel like the user reviews are not going to live up to this because it gets better. Uh, another critic. They don't even put the name of the critic on here. Uh, commented on the central buddy relationship of Bodie and Johnny and on the unusually equal dynamic in the romantic relationship of Tyler and Johnny. Uh, So they wrote, Tyler is a muscled, brash waitress with an androgynous name and physical features. And Johnny's feminine edges nudge in nicely to her masculine ones. In nearly every scene they share, they are portrayed by the camera as equals. I can't like I can like in no way I mean I know she literally gets kidnapped and becomes a damsel in distress, but before that, like Tyler is just I mean, they, she's not a she's not freaking Julianne Moore in evolution. They don't diminish her character yeah. anyway. She's just she is what she is, but, but like she's a guy. They're she, saying yeah. she's a guy <laughs> and Keanu's a girl. <laughs> what what and I don't mean this to sound offensive, it probably sounds offensive, but I think you know what I'm gonna say. Like what feminine things is Johnny Utah <laughs> doing this? Eats a donut? Like, <laughs> fucking gets a tuna sandwich? Um, doesn't laugh uh, at Calvin and Hobbes? Um, loses the ability to keep his load when <laughs> he looks at Patrick Swayze's eyes? It doesn't shoot. He shoots when he comes, whatever it is, comes before the kill. Um, yeah, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, uh, very strange reviews of this movie, but 70%, so good. Uh, user reviews. Let's go for um, one star ones. Uh, what is this one? Uh, Troopy wrote. Uh, even Stallone might be ashamed of this one. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's just sort of glance through this here, forgetting for the moment Keanu Reeves' lack of ability. There are too many errors or incredible literary, literally scenes. What does that even mean? There are too many errors or incredible literally scenes to make this film believable to anyone who likes their adventure films to be even slightly realistic. God help any viewer who tries to copy such fantasy sense of real life. They're concerned about people copying it. Also, as an ex-cop, I do not feel sympathy for a cop who finds it hard to stop a friend from violently robbing a bank. Feel guilty about people being in danger because you didn't do your job. Yes! <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to top this with maybe the bit. I, I want to read this out because you don't say offensive things. I'm reading this out. This is word for word. An actual... St- it's not the one that says really gay. Yes, it subject, is. You've got to read it. Fontarosa, okay, you go for it. Fontarosa, 2001, with a heading, really gay. <laughs> this movie is seriously awful. The scene where they are skydiving is completely ridiculous. All them grabbing hands is totally gay. Actually watching two men have gay sex would be less gay than that scene. I don't even think I need to read any more of that review because that is the worst and best review I've ever read on this site. I just and the only other review this person has written I was see that for, one for the game. Anyone who likes this movie is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. This guy's great. Uh, come back. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Fontarosa, Fontarosa 2001, 2001 has not written since 2012. Come back, Fontarosa. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, 
uh, awards. <laughs> the award-winning point break. Did it win the gay award for the gayest scene since the gay sex scene of the gay movie? Uh, so it was nominated for three MTV Movie Awards, but did not win any of them. No. Uh, it was Wrong. nominated for most de- most desirable male for Keanu, <laughs> most desirable male for Patrick Swayze, most desirable male for Laurie Petty. What? Uh, <laughs> and uh, best action sequence for the uh, the final jump out of the plane. Um, Which it lost but, to. Uh, I don't know if you're looking at what it lost to. So no, best action sequence it lost to Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Fair enough. Um, what else is here? What were you saying? Um, uh, desirable. Is that what you said as well? Desi- most desirable male. Yeah. Oh, most desirable male. It won. Keanu Reeves won for. Oh, for did he? Rank. Yeah. So he beat Patrick Swayze. He beat Christian Slater, Kevin Costner and Jean-Claude Van Damme. So... Well, who are the most desirable females that year? Cause I bet they all look like men. Uh, Linda Hamilton won <laughs> for Terminator 2. What? Uh, Julia Roberts in Dying Young, Tia Carrera in Wayne's World, Kim Basinger in Final Analysis and Christina Applegate in Don't Tell Mum the Babysitter's Dead. So... Billy Garcia must have voted that year. I know, right? Uh, Did you look at the keywords now... of this movie? No, before I get to that, I just noticed another review here, uh, a modern review uh, that <laughs> calls it a wild mishmash of acting styles and highlights its homoerotic undertones. <laughs> um, Rolling Stone magazine called it the greatest female gaze action movie ever, citing the bodily condition of Reeves and Swayze, calling it a wet Western. That's fantastic. Ooh, that's, that's what Jamie calls it, a wet Western. Um, <laughs> we just reviewed a gay movie, Ben. Yes. And we didn't even have to do Broke Back Wait, it's, it's, is this and uh, Call Me By Your Name? We've got two on the board. Hey, We're gay ha- icons. Careful. Can't mention Call Me By Your Name now. Army Hammer will eat oh, you. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see an Army Hammer and, and Gina Car- uh What's-her-face movie. Like, I Gina Carano, see- yeah. yeah. There's a movie I've watched. on Kevin Spacey. Bring back the game. Uh, <laughs> so plot keywords. Oh, I got a good one here. So Pubic hair one. month. Yep. Uh, yep. Masturbation. <laughs> so what are we going to have? Below zero, yep. 365 days, pieces of a woman, Ooh. and the Wolf of Wall Street on uh, people. The Witcher's on there with oh, Henry yeah. Cavill. Oh, Henry does Jamie Cavill know cubes. that? Why not? I'm sure she's seen it. Masturbation reference month. Yep. Um, what, what are we going to have there? Drinking from a bottle month. <laughs> okay, first masturbation month is going to have month is going to have knives out. Thor Ragnarok. What? <laughs> Baywatch and American Beauty. I get American Beauty. Nipples visible through clothing month, uh, featuring Pulp Fiction, Goodfellas, Mean Girls, and Into the Wild. I'm there. Um, carrying someone in someone's arms. What? Calling rugby a football. What point <laughs> did you call rugby a football? The only. Mine is Pink Brent on there. What? Found a good one here. Talking to an imaginary dog month. <laughs> yeah. Only point break. Only point break. Oh. Finally, um, I know every single time we do this every week, we we say we're going to sign up, and we will do it just like Patreon. Um, character says, "Shut up, month." <laughs> Point Break is number one. Many Black International, scary stories to tell in the dark, and the little hours. Um, Jesus, woman hits man, clothed male, naked female month. Okay, let's do it. Uh, featuring Point Break, American Pie reunion, interview with the vampire, and not another teen movie. Yep. This is okay. This I really don't get. Female sexist and female sexism month. Is this movie sexist towards men? 
uh, I mean, it, it it shows a lot of chetless ones. It's derogative towards, you know, <laughs> Tourette syndrome. Are they? What are they saying about Gary Busey in this movie? What? <laughs> Some of these, I swear, they're people from other podcasts inventing their own, like we say we're going to do. This has got the longest I've ever seen in any list. Woman wears a bra month. Um, (laughs) I mean, sure. Seen during opening credits month. Fire month. (laughs) Reference to Calvin and Hobbes month. Okay. Featuring point blank, blind spotting, starlight and a young earth, and an episode of Dinosaurs with Man. Creation boot camp or something oh wow there's so many um, on this one dog thrown at a man month <laughs> <laughs> is there a oh. face ch- almost chopped by a lawnmower month <laughs> point break only one on there um female okay female nudity month glock month um female re-nudity month okay featuring palmer the big short the wolf of wall street and Nacros. narcos sorry narcos narcos Yep. You're like Necros, that's something different. Yeah. Uh, so I'm buying this movie. I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> Wait, did Jamie buy or rent it? I feel like she rented it. She bought, bought it. it. Okay. Yeah, she she bought it because she said, Well, I'll buy anything with Keanu. She initially said she'd rent anything with Keanu, like, you know. Because I ruined the plot for her. Like that's what she came to watch. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to watch a Keanu Reeves movie for the plot. It's like I watch Natalie Corbin <laughs> movies to, for the plot. Yeah, that's exactly I watch what I Gina Carano movies for the plot. <laughs> you watch TLC <laughs> movies for the plot. <laughs> Didn't realize this TLC thing was quite an obsession. Um <laughs> Yeah, look, I I got I started this movie and I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome. Then it got to points of this movie, I'm like, this is so dumb. To then it got like, this movie's awesome. <laughs> so, like, I have got to buy Point Break. Come on, um, this movie yeah. is just so ridiculously dumb. It's just amazing. Um, so yeah, but I wouldn't rank this. I'm I'm still going to rank this at number two this month. I put Evolution ahead of this oh. movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I, I would rather watch Evolution. I just weirdly love Evolution. But yeah. Yeah, this is to me, this is the opposite of Evolution. Evolution doesn't age well in the wrong way. This doesn't age well in the right way. <laughs> so I, I'm putting this as my number one. I'm actually putting Devil Wars Prada over Evolution as well. But wow. I think we both know that next week, our number one movie is going to come because it oh. made both of our top favorite films of all time. And we're going to bring on a special guest too, which I don't know if we've even spoiled who it is, but we'll you can do spoil it now. it now. We'll do it now. Do it. We are going to be bringing on the only person who loves this movie more than Ben and I, which Matthew is... Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Where we could ask him about why he turned down Point Break in 86. <laughs> uh, but we're bringing on a man who's most well-known for also saying inappropriate things on camera <laughs> and having his underwear washed away. Uh, former Survivor cast member Dan Danimal Foley oh. <laughs> is coming on to talk to us for about 16 hours about yes. Ferris Bueller's yeah. day off. Yes. To this, this day, might be a two-parter. We don't know. Well, the longest ever interview we ever did in our Survivor Oz days was with Dan Foley. And definitely not the longest. I mean, we've done longer episodes in the Oz Network. A lot of our Star Wars movies where uh, episodes went longer than our interview with Dan. But um, this is... Um, this is something that I, I don't even know what episode it was. It was one of the more recent recaps I did with Dan when we were doing Survivor coverage, and we got talking about Ferris Bueller, and he basically like just blew an O ring at the thought of Ferris Bueller, and was like, "If you ever do a recap of that movie, like you have to have me on." And 
I know a lot of people say that to us because we're widely popular, but like <laughs> the two that have always stood out for me with that one was that and Matt Dyson from Australian Survivor Archives, been on this show as well, said that Bow if finger. we did Bowfinger, uh, which obviously I know is one of Colin's favourite movies. So uh, we're, a, we're a podcast of keeping a promise every now and then. And so <laughs> we have reached out to Dan. Dan is super excited and this episode will go for like 20 years probably. But um, I mean, look, I, I would be happy to do this without Dan. I'd be happy to do this by myself. I, this was my number two. We've already done my number one movie of all time in Jurassic Park. The Ferris Bueller ended up being my number two. And I, I mean, you mentioned to me off air that this might be a movie where you don't need to take notes. Um, yeah. I probably don't need to take notes either. But um, I mean, this movie is just like, just wow. What a, what a, what a movie. And it's what the 40th anniversary, the 30th anniversary. 35th. No, 35th. 35th. Yeah. So this movie was released before I was born, a year before I was born, and I love this movie. So um, I'm going to look forward to telling my history with this movie and how I never wanted to watch this movie, and then I did, and I fell in love with it. So, Yeah, my, my history, I'll save it for next week too. Uh, it's one of these stories where I'm sure when I tell it, it's going to be like, wow, that's a totally boring story, but yeah. I just I have such a vivid memory of seeing this first time. It's, like, it's one of these things where like, where were you when? And for me, seeing Ferris Bueller's Day Off for the first time was one of those where were you when things. I mean, other movies that, you know, also are among my favorites, Bill and Ted. I don't think I could tell you where I was the first time I saw Bill and Ted, you know. Um, I could tell you where I was the first time I saw Star Wars. I could tell you the first place or where I was when I first saw Scott Pilgrim kill Phil. Yes, (laughs) I was curled up in the fetal position saying, when will it end? Uh, (laughs) But this is one of those where were you when movies for me. And I saw this very young too. Uh, Younger than I think I probably would have gotten all the humor of, which is, I think one of the reasons why I still love this movie so much. Cause like you keep watching, you just, you keep, you know, the movie by heart, but you keep getting new things out of it. And I mean, Matthew Broderick is like Keanu Reeves for me, have always been willing to watch him in anything, but more than anything, I am excited to talk about Alan Ruck in this movie because oh. he steals everything in this movie. And he, I think almost as much as any of these, Oh, they need to be a bigger deal. Alan Ruck should have been a bigger star. Like he is so incredible as Cameron. And is this our third Alan Ruck movie? Speed. He, speed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Alan Ruck. What and a he, man. Just. And just... you know what? Like, I'm not one of these people who will ever wear a costume to anything. I, I did wear a costume once, and it was to a comic con, and I simply got a Scott Pilgrim t- a t-shirt. Scott Pilgrim wears in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, but I, I once said that uh, my brother's the exact same way. He would never wear a costume. But I said, you know, if we ever could do this, I would dress in a costume for Halloween, for Comic-Con or whatever, as Ferris Bueller, if you got a Red Wings jersey and went as Cameron. And that's <laughs> the the only time I'll ever wear a costume would be to dress as Ferris Bueller and Cameron with my brother. But, the, but then you have to wear a Red Wings jersey. So, you know. Well, you... He, he liked the Red Wings as a kid. So it's well, okay for him, not me, though. That's why he's, brother. He, that's why, he's you know, Cameron. Yeah, yeah. He's that. Um, yeah, no, I like a lot of when I went to Chicago, when my, my very first trip to the States, like one of the main cities I was going to go to is Chicago. And a lot of that comes from this movie. And like I, I we planned like we were only there for a couple of days and well, I don't like art. We went over that in Thomas Crown Affair. Like, do I like <laughs> art? No. But like I was like one of the first things I put down on my list was like we are going to the art museum and we're going to stare at that painting. Um, yeah. Never did go. I'm still to this day regretting that decision. But I did go to the, well, it's now called the Willis Tower, the Sears Tower, and I did do the whole thing, leaning up on the, the window and just didn't sadly arrive in a Ferrari. But, uh, I mean, this movie has everything. Matthew Broderick, it's got Ferraris, uh, it's got Alan Ruck, it's got Mia Sarah, it's got Jennifer Grey before she was bad. Uh, it's got Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Uh, it's got 
pedophiles. Well, I mean, I don't think he actually <laughs> child porn doesn't make a pedophile. Yeah, it does. Pedophiles. Uh, <laughs> ben Stein. Yes, like this movie is just uh, so good. Bring it on and bring on yeah. Dan Foley. Just, just clear your calendars, kids, because it's going to be a yeah. long episode. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm hoping that I can actually stay for the whole thing. That's how long we're anticipating this being. Uh, But we're going to be back with Ferris Bueller to wrap up anniversary month. And then I guess next week we'll also tease what's coming after that uh, as long as nothing gets cancelled, like Gina Carano. Yes, Um, Matthew Broderick will probably be cancelled in the next week. Well, we know that uh, what's-his-name is going to be Rooney. Um, What is his name? (laughs) Uh, Jeffrey Jones. How has he been been uncancelled and Gina Carano... And um, Army Hammer and uh, Army Justin Hammer Timberlake are all dead. people. Gina Carano mentioned something about something. I don't even know the ins and outs of it. Just Disney <laughs> cancelled her. This is a guy who actually got caught with kitty porn. Like, yeah, and, and he's, he's working. And he's working kitty porn. Like, I'm sorry to, like, discredit cannibalism and references to the Holocaust, but if I have to rank bad things in order of badness to not so bad... Kitty porn's up there as one of the <laughs> yeah. bad things. Okay? Stop hiring Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> Unless it's for Ferris Bueller too, then we're okay with it. Yes. Coming soon. <laughs> Ferris Bueller. With Dan Foley, that's going to go We both poorly. had to think about that. Um, Would we really want to see yeah. Ferris Bueller too? <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. My name is Colin and sex with the gods. And my name is Ben. And don't do it, man. Don't be stupid. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.